Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, a podcast where three bit of... Is there a different way I say that every time? But I don't know why this is I think you, I, I think you're overthinking it, if anything. But it's a, I do it from a template every time, so surely that's changing. <laughs> Someone's changing my intro. Someone's hey, editing your template. Multiverse confirmed. That, yeah. that's, the, that's the very subtle difference. Should we, do you want to take another run? I believe in you. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast of Horror Hangouts. <laughs> where three fans who have beards watch films, best of most of them, and they talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate, and joined by my regular co-host, Mister. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Ben Errington, Errington and, Ben, and Sir Andy Conduit Turner. An honour in uh, in this dimension. <laughs> he's a Sir, and he's recently celebrated a birth of day. Celebrated uh, m- many, me- celebrated many, many happy returns of the day. You've turned one year older, oh, yeah. but yeah. not really. Only, only, only a couple of days older. Yeah, only a couple of days older than last time. But as far as the, yeah, as far as the calendar years have passed, it's another one gone. Yeah, candle bill is going every, up every year. Feel any different? No. Do you feel any older? <laughs> no. Did you wake up creakier? I mean, yeah, I guess current climate read the news every day feel a little bit older but that's all right yeah in terms yeah. of the, just the number of days past it's all right <laughs> yeah uh well you look great you do look you look so to be honest andy you look very very good <laughs> compared to myself and, and ben i feel like we're going into our cocoon phase of for our me, lives for me under the bus <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean i feel like i'm crusting up solidifying yeah, the outside i feel a little bit crusty also um 
for Andy's birthday, posted something on Instagram, which means I had to cut out Andy's head from from oh, a yeah. from a photo of him. I was just admiring the hairline the whole way around, just thinking, what's your secret? <laughs> Jeans. Um, fresh air up here in Scotland, I guess. <laughs> you had that air before. Don't go. I guess it's just the, the carefree lifestyle I live. <laughs> it's a carefree lifestyle you live. Yeah, you've not got a single grey hair in your beard, have you? Uh, maybe one or two. I'd have to, the camera's not high definition enough. If I got a more expensive camera, then you'd see. Just for men? Can't we do that? <laughs> nah. In this economy. Yeah. I do I do have a, sometimes some rogue like grey hairs in my beard. Uh, they just appear out of nowhere. And they're usually like the longest ones as well. I, I like, stitch them in when you're sleeping. What's that? That's why you're that's, 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 that's the thing as well. Because when you get a grey hair, no one ever tells you this. Occasionally when you get a grey hair, don't just look different. They're a different texture. They perform entirely differently and against every metric. Yeah, they're inc- they're thick, right? They're Ad- thick and, adamantium. And I'm like wiry. Thick and yeah. wiry, yeah. yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> Grey head just, just hits differently. Adamantium. Well, we're still side for 40, all of us. Yeah. You know, oh. <laughs> just about. Uh, I saw Andy was interacting on Twitter with people who were all celebrating the thing turning 40. Uh, and Andy said, don't don't call me that. And also, I'm 39. Yeah. How dare you, Reeds? <laughs> Which was a great gag, you know? Yeah, great solid. gag. I had, a lot of, I had a lot of time for it. Solid, exactly. Uh, it could yeah, only that's... work, like, you know, it was a gift. It was John Carpenter's gift to me before I was born, but that would come out on my birthday, oh. so I'd have that joke. I love it when little jokes like that happen. And sometimes you think, don't make that joke. I can't be bothered. But then you're like, it'll never happen again. I need to make it. No matter how lame it is. Not saying it was lame. But I need to make it. <laughs> it's like, you know, when someone says, oh, this total eclipse only happens once every 300 years. But I swear I've been alive for about nine of them. <laughs> yeah. It's only this very specific total eclipse. It's like David Williams being like the best-selling children's author whose name is David, you know, because if like you discount JK Roll, like it's all those metrics or like product of the year in the fruit and yogurt category. Like it's, um, it's like that. I suppose you got to take these small victories. Uh, where you can yogurt them, categories you know? got to be strawberry fruit corners every year. They must yeah, that, that's, why that's, that, that's why they're dominating so heavily. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a strawberry fruit corner. Uh, second only to the banana and chocolate cornflakes one. one. Yeah, oh, that is yeah. good. That's a dessert. It's not really yogurt, is it? Yeah, that's you yeah. know, if it, that's why there's another category for that yogurt desserts. Yogurt yeah. slash desserts. What are you having? I'm loving a lovely healthy yo- yogurt. Oh yeah, what kind of yogurt? It's a Rolo. It's load of <laughs> yeah, Rolos melted down into They're a good lovely. As well. And they make paste. Ones. Oh. oh yeah, but I reckon that's two spoonfuls and done. Yeah. One, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoonful yeah, and but... done. And if you look on I... the pocket, it'll say. Contains four servings. <laughs> I shoot them out like uh, Popeye with spinach, straight in the air. It needs to be at least two spoonfuls. One spoonful is like for the main body of the yogurt. The second spoonful is for the edges. The, the scraping. Oh, that, the I scra- dropped the spoon after that first that first dig. Then it's all tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even lick. You just stick your tongue out and then just pop, plonk the pot on and revolve it. <laughs> Um, speaking of horror news, yeah, have we, uh, have we got any horror news? Horror news. I don't know why anyone would ever think this podcast has waffle at the at the beginning, but 
Uh, there's a trailer for a new movie this week called Barbarian. Don't know if you guys saw this trailer. I, I haven't no. actually haven't watched it, but I saw it doing the rounds. Um, still trying to avoid most trailers now. Um, in Barbarian, a young woman travels to Detroit for a job interview, books a rental home. When she arrives, she discovers the house is double booked. That's, that is a true horror. That is uh, true. Strange, strange man. A strange man, Bill Skarsgård of Pennywise cross-eyed I thought that was just going to be a strange man, Bill Skarsgård. (laughs) A strange man, Bill Skarsgård, played by Bill Skarsgård. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening. Nah, you wouldn't do that. Uh, Soon discovers there was a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Uh, He's also a dancing clown. He's also a Neanderthal. He goes, Kodan is here as well. He's staying over. He's in the spare room. He snores. In the sauna. O'Brien, data no, no, Conan. It's pronounced differently. <laughs> Conan. Uh yeah, so this I mean I'll probably watch the trailer, maybe just watch the first trailer for this. This looks like it could be good. Justin Long is in it as well. He's got a good a good face for horror movies. We after Jeepers Creepers and uh Tusk. Tusk. That yeah. definitely counts as a horror movie. Yeah. Um and it's got quite a good looking poster as well. So let's I'm very do it. Curious. Where does the barbarian aspect come into it? I don't know, really. Maybe it's like, I don't know. That's what's strange about the man. He is just a barbarian. He's just a barbarian. Yeah. He's a barber called Ryan. Barbarian. Barbaran. Barbaran. And he's giving people's hair. He's giving people haircuts against their will. The mullet has made is made a comeback, so maybe he's going around giving people mullets. Who knows? Uh, what else we got? Apparently. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, or, you know, the sequel to the latest one, rumours have begun to swirl already. Apparently, Netflix, the Netflix movie did really well, so it's looking to order up not just one Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, possibly two. In this article, there's a lot of possibilities and maybes, and yeah, but, you know, Mm. if it made money, then Netflix might throw some more money at it. Where could we see this movie go now? We saw at the end, spoilers, of course, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we saw at the end he was just trudging back home, yeah, wasn't he? Old, old, yeah. old, old Leatherface. Um, who knows what he was going to do? He hadn't, he hadn't done any chainsaw murdering for decades. Now he's done loads in a day. Now he's now he's done loads in a day. He's going back. What is he going to like hibernate now for like twenty seven yeah. years? Do you Pennywise reckon, style? Like, bearing in mind he is getting on, he's knocking on the years a bit. It's supposed to be like, like quite a lot of that family were quite old already. Are any of them still going to be living in that house? Oh God, who knows. But was it? Didn't we work out he was like seventies or something? Would have been like late sixties, seventy, and that was if he was a young man at the in the original. As if we were meant to think in the original he was eight. Yeah. <laughs> I only just learned to walk. Yeah, there, there is a trailer for the for the game as well, um, which obviously recreates a lot from the first movie, like really really well. And stuff are the same, aren't they? Yeah. Again, it looks like something. I know I mentioned this with Mad God last week, but I feel like I could smell it as well. Maybe my like, maybe your laptop's uh, (laughs) if your laptop's there, you're a bloody blink stroke. Really smells of burnt toast. This film is that um, (laughs) is that game a like a four on one dead by daylight situation? That's what I was thinking, but then again, I'm kind of hoping. I was thinking that's what I was. Because we've all, we've already seen Leatherface in Dead by Daylight, right? So if we just see him in a different yeah, environment I kind for the game, yeah, I'm a bit like, yeah. well, I, can't, I don't really want that. I kind of want a different approach to my horror games because now we've got, what, 
Dead by Daylight. There's the there was the Friday Jason, the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. There's an Alien one. There's a Predator one. The Evil Dead yeah. game is is also that. Like, uh, My, yeah, exhausted I by these aren't, these online, aren't the online of, PvP games. These hmm. aren't the kind of gaming experiences I really look for, especially like in survival horror or horror in general. Um, yeah, I, I, I want something a bit different. Hopefully not. I mean, I probably we could probably look into it and find out. Yeah. Um, but what still, I'd, what I'd love is just a really tightly scripted, like really visceral horror experience because in reality i reckon there's a room in the market you could do uh, a nice turnaround like that like have it i don't need it to be a 15 20 hour game give me a good solid eight to ten let's Rampage, have like going through a going through a texas chainsaw massacre love it let's have an a- alien isolation style scenario where leatherface is knocking about you gotta keep hiding from him making sure you don't so get not. chainsaws <laughs> yeah, you got you got your little Marcus. you got your little sonar. Uh, you got to make sure you've definitely put that paperwork in to legally buy that woman's house. You can avoid the whole game. <laughs> you got to eject him out the airlock of the house. <laughs> yeah, don't cut him though. He's got he's got acid blood. Yeah. Um. But obviously, Res- Resident Evil Seven felt a bit Texas Chainsaw Massacre, didn't it? Yeah. Um. So let's take let's take a that that's inspired that. And it's been inspired by it previously. That not really a very good sentence, but you know what I mean. Let's let's do that. Let's mix not it up four because before, because not one before. Because then we can avoid the true horror of matchmaking in any type of game, which you know, one of two things either gonna happen. Either it's not gonna work and you can sit in an empty lobby for ages getting frustrated, or worse still, it does work and you have to play a game online with strangers on the internet, probably children that are better at video games than you. Yeah, and they've all got their mics on and they're ridiculing you. To be honest, I didn't care if they're not ridiculing me. They've got their mics on and they're saying literally anything. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. saying, oh, fucking oh, do this, you idiot. No, I've it, got you. No. Are you, have, you got, have you got a mic? I do, but I'm not going to use it to talk to you. Don't end up on a list. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be called a grabber. Uh, <laughs> and the only other piece of news that I thought worth mentioning is the original Goosebumps artist, Tim Jacobus, re-teams of R.L. Stein for a horror comic book series, which is going to be called The Stuff of Nightmares. Um, apparently, mm. it's some R.L. Stein pen stories. The artwork from Tim Jacobus will be added to it, and it's like uh, new horror graphic novels for big kids. So, I mean, you know, probably going to be the similar sort of vibe to Goosebumps, but still be pretty cool to see his artwork in a different sort of well there's some really interesting looking pages here as well there's a cover by francesco francavilla oh that sounds fun yeah there's lots of good lots of good stuff here i mean it looks slightly more adult than like goosebumps doesn't it looks pretty gory there's people getting ripped apart oh i wonder if that camera's gonna be in it again (laughs) say cheese and die (laughs) Have you ever seen those masterclasses? I kind of, you kind of have to love the R.L. Stein approach to writing. Have you seen the masterclass? That's about it's like R.L. Stein's advice on writing. No. Oh, he's like it's actually dead easy. Writer's block. Bullshit. That just you just fucking do it. Stories are dead easy to do. <laughs> oh, nice one, R.L. Stein. I'm experiencing <laughs> writer's block. No, you're not. That's bullshit. That is. That's bullshit. <laughs> just fucking write. Just sit down. Write. Do a story. 
Yeah, some of this art I'm looking through now looks like uh, what's the Hellboy guy called again? Oh, uh, I knew, I knew that until you said that out loud, and then it just yeah. erased it from my mind. Oh my uh, god, Mangola. Mangola, Mangola. Mangola, yeah, Mignola, Mignola, Mignola. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Easy for you to say, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna fetch up my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Though. Uh, this, this is awesome. Yeah, definitely. We'll check that out. I um, that is pretty much all I've got for horror news this week. Um, has anybody got anything else, or is that is that um, it? I think that's it for news. Yeah, I haven't really any... been paying attention to news that much. To be honest, has there been loads of game stuff there recently? Um, Callisto Protocol. Yeah, Callisto Protocol looks really good. The Dead Space remake is coming along nicely. Both <laughs> towards the end of this year, is it? Have you, uh, have you gone Dead, done Dead, Dead Space yet, Luke? Say again? Have you gone back and done Dead Space yet, or are you waiting no. for the new one now? I may as well wait for the new one now. Yeah. I think Dead Space might be early 2023, unless I've got that completely wrong, and I think Callisto Protocol is... October, is November. Set? Oh, a little bit earlier, okay. Q4. That, that'll, that'll, that'll be, be um, a PS5 exclusive, uh, not exclusive, but... I think it's new-gen stuff, yeah. New gen, yeah. I mean, New Gen is like two years old now, isn't it? But yeah, I still haven't got one. No, that's that's <laughs> the thing, though, isn't it? Because it's been weird that yes, the new generation of stuff to the point they're already saying, "Oh, are they going to do pro versions?" But you yeah. kind of think, "Fuck off," because the current ones, although they are two years old, aren't really readily available. You can't walk into any shop in the country and go, "One of them, please." Yeah. So it's kind of one one of your finest cheaper. PlayStation Five consoles, please. I'll take five tickets to PlayStation 5, please. No. <laughs> no, you, no, you shan't. Shan't. There are none. <laughs> none, none for anyone. So none for you. Absolute lunacy when people can't readily available get these ones yet to go, oh, do you want a new one? Pro version? No. Use the chips yeah, to I'd, satisfy I'd the demand you've got, you dickheads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has anybody seen anything this week? Um... Well, I did. I swear I talked about this last last week, but you said I didn't. The escape room. Did I? Did you escape? Yeah, you did escape. You're here. You're right here. You're not. I'm still in. Unless you are. Please send help. I. uh, It's the same guy. So ages ago, I talked about uh, an escape room we did called Butcher, which was Mm. in Nottingham, and it's it's one where there's a it's like a saw kind of vibe, and there's a guy with. a drill who you would come in at some point, any point during the game, and you have to hide. Oh. Uh, Why so has Butcher got a drill? Uh, well, to get through the. Why isn't he called the handyman? The door is unlocked. It's to unscrew the the meat when you need to take it apart. <laughs> um, and for this <laughs> one, for the jam in. <laughs> yeah, this one's made by the same people. Um, these guys and the same people who did the Warhammer one as well. I think I talked about. These guys really know how to make an escape room. This one was, it was a horror one, but they said it's not like the butcher. It's not like rated 18. Like, you're not going to be too scared or anything. It's like a haunted house one. I would say it's on the level of goosebumps in terms of the kind of horror, but there are some genuine jump scares in there. And they know what they're doing. They're like, there's, <laughs> have you seen Jackass 2? I think it is where there's like a note on a wall. And they're reading the writing, and the writing yeah. gets smaller and smaller. So you're leaning closer towards it, and then like something like and Jack has like a fist that like, jumps through the wall and puts like a boxing glove in it. Yeah, yeah. But in this, like, uh, there's like I was reading these like little notes on the wall, 
and then like all these teddy bears jumped off the wall right on my face and it's just it was terrifying <laughs> like it is genuinely and there's one bit where scream? uh i did and when i scream i don't scream like a most people kind of jump up a couple of registers i stay in the same ah so it sounds like uh, i'm being ironic but i'm actually scared ah. <laughs> oh no you can you can pass it off as if you're doing like some kind of exertion like karate like, yeah, yeah. um wow. but it, it's really really cool we managed to get out and we, the thing is we've done a lot of them now so we like know exactly what to to look for uh so even the guy was like what you guys are hot oh. shit actually he didn't say that oh but i imagine him calling us hot <laughs> shit. he looked you up and down and went this guy's a professional <laughs> uh it's really really good that um i don't know if you guys are ever going to get a chance to go to nottingham to do these escape rooms but if you do yeah we should have it's only, it's only half an hour long so people have to do like uh like a special meetup, obviously one you haven't already done, otherwise it'd be dead easy for you that you're going blindfolded. But it's the kind of thing where I'd want you to just go and experience them anyway, though, especially the butcher one. Yeah, the butcher one does sound great. I've I've done mm. some good. I'm not sure I've ever been to the same one that that is. Is that the one that's near the near where Nottingham Comic Con is? The place that's just opposite there? Uh, no, the Comic Con is more towards like the university that's like the university building it's like right? the center it's like the it's like a sort of conference center i forget what it is like a library building maybe yeah this one's more towards the train station it's kind of like the opposite side of nottingham okay I've uh, not but been, there's, there's loads yet. of them though there's more escape rooms than there are non-escape rooms these days there's um let's <laughs> <laughs> walk into a normal room you're right yeah yeah can i just get a nah you're locked in you must answer <laughs> oh. these questions three and find five keys use this d-lock I want to do my shopping. Yeah. Um, there's some good ones up here. So I went to one in Dundee not long ago, and it was um, saw related, and we were all like handcuffed into toilet cubicles to begin with, and all separated. Oh. Real life horror, being like getting the anxiety that you'll be the one person that can't get out of your cubicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had a little <laughs> bit of a jump scare element, like you mentioned, Luke, where basically the one of the attendant was listening at the door waited for us to be concentrating on something and then just burst in and through the door briefly in a pig mask to absolutely scream at us. Oh, yeah. A pig mask. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> oh, no. It's good. I, I, I really enjoyed them. I think yeah. I just really... It feels... When you were a kid, you used to watch Crystal Maze and stuff, and you're like, oh, I'd love to have a girl on there. Like, just because of the set design. I want to run around and climb through those holes. You've it feels like the... you're allowed to go on it. I've not been You've on been the Crystal, Crystal Maze. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it. It's like these escape rooms are so good because you can go and do some sort of real life, in many cases, horror experience. Plus, all the satisfaction of being good at a puzzle when you've solved it. Because they're kind of like, I know there's an element of challenge to them, but if there's one that, you know, you gauge it right and you pick one that's the right level and you get through it. Nothing quite beats the feeling like, yes, I am the smartest person in the world. <laughs> no one could yeah. do that. I didn't... <laughs> no yeah. one's ever done it. I'm the first one to do it. They're going to put me on a wall in a framed photo, a golden framed photo. It's the same feeling as when you're playing a game and you solve a puzzle or when you're watching a film and it's perfectly matched up that you work out the thing 
literally seconds before it's revealed, you get to be like, <laughs> hang on a minute, I know this. Yeah. I think the last film that really did that might be like Knives Out. Like in terms of, I don't actually know what the, how this is going to go at the end. Uh, I don't think mm. I even figured it out until he told me. <laughs> until Daniel Craig told you, leaned over in the cinema. Like, what's happening yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was at that screening. But um, anyway, I think mean, that's a bit. I think I've been reading a bit more. Um, obviously, doing a Sandman audiobook still, which is fantastic. Uh, I've read Grant Morrison's Invisibles, Volume One. Have you read that? I've not read any Invisibles, but I heard it is excellent. Meant to be his magnum opus, I guess you call it, and it feels that way. It feels kind of epic. Um, it feels maybe a bit too much initially, but there's a couple of issues in there that are. Like amazing, um, quite horror centric as well. Um, it's all it's all about like how how do you describe the invisibles? It's a lots of uh, say like occult elements and spells and people, um, goodies and baddies, using energies and manipulating energies in in the unseen world uh, to manipulate events and and make stuff happen. And that is it's as simple and as crazy as that. Yeah, uh, concept right. can be taken. Yeah, and Grant Morrison, um, they do. There's a in terms of like one of the perfect comic book issues. Grant Morrison has the the best track record for them. He just they just know how to uh, how to write those perfect yeah. issues. Grant Morrison comics are again amongst some of my favorites. I still keep coming back, and you know, it reminds me of the Nightmare on Elm Street chat last week. Um, the the Starro. Grant Morrison's story from from yeah. Justice League so good with with yeah. your mate Sandman in it as well. Yeah, so, sort of. It's like the new Sandman, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one from the end of the Sandman, right? Daniel, I think his name is. Yeah, <laughs> just Sandman. a normal bloke's name. It'd be weird because um, they're doing the TV show, aren't they? Soon, mm. Sandman. And do you think like that's going to transpose properly? To, or... Adapts to TV because it is a weird show and it is a weird. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like it's it's a Netflix series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So packed full of commercials now. Oh yeah, that was the another real horror news. Netflix saying, "Yep, is that legit?" Oh, mm. apparently one of their execs said this week that it will be a lower tier. You're not. It's not a necessity that you're going to have them, but you can have a less expensive tier and have yeah. ads. I feel like, you know, especially because they're, they're cracking down because they lost subscribers, so they put the price up. But then they've lost more subscribers because it's got mm. more expensive, as well as sacking loads of people and cancelling loads of projects, which is why, as much as I'm looking forward to Sandman, I kind of want to know that it's been renewed for more before I get invested in it, because that'd be mm. the worst thing to really enjoy a season. Um, yeah. and then it'd be like, oh yeah, but we're not we're not doing any more of that because it didn't immediately become the most popular show that was yeah. that was ever streamed on there. It's a weird thing, and with this model they're approaching recently, especially as competition is increasing, you know, with other things, Paramount Plus rolled out here last week, right? So, like mm-hmm. with all these things, you kind of think, do you want people to start pirating things again? Because that's what it feels like you're gonna do if you just make it too much of an unpleasant experience the whole thing about netflix being great was that it was a 
moderately low cost alternative that didn't have the adverts and BS that you got with TV subscriptions. Yeah. Oh well, they know what they're doing, I'm sure. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Anything else? Is that kind of it? Uh, oh, the boys been keeping up with Oh yeah. Herogasm this week, have you? Yeah. Yeah, I need to start serious. I'm, I'm behind them because like, that's one of the things that Karen also watches. So I kind of need to wait for her not to be busy so we can watch it at the same time. I was a little bit mm. worried with Jensen Ackles joining a thought. It'd be nice, but in a kind of, uh, I don't know if he'll fit the mix of it completely well. But I've been pleasantly surprised. He's, he's kind of spot on, really. Fits that role perfectly. Wonderful. Uh I watched, so after playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, the new oh, yeah. throwback side-scrolling beat-em-up, I was like, I'm going to watch the Turtles movies. So, so I watched Turtles 1, 2, and 3, the obviously original 90s live-action films. And, you know, the first one is pretty great, I think because it's so ingrained in my head from watching mm-hmm. it so so much that it almost you know when you watch a film sometimes like every beat and every scene kind of like just sort of flows it's got this almost like rhythm to it that you're so familiar with you just know everything that's come in and it just slots into place like that so i really yeah. enjoyed that and i forget that casey jones is in the first one i always kind of think casey jones is in the sequels but no he's there from the start uh in that one so yeah he's pretty awesome but two of them three are pretty bad and they're so 90s it's like unbelievable like almost every you know when you watch modern films and they throw in so many like modern quips and modern references where you're like is this gonna age very well this is the perfect (laughs) example the perfect example is is two and is two and three because they say some stuff and i'm like because i know what the 90s is and i was around in the 90s i get some of it but i'm still like this is too specific this is way too specific and in the second one Obviously, Vanilla Ice is in it. That's, that's really um, the highlight, doing the, the ninja rap live on stage. So impressive. The... Vanilla Ice as a musician could have what most people would say, quite a harrowing and disruptive experience. Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles burst in on your live gig. How do you know the lyrics? Doesn't throw him. He writes it on the fly. He writes it on the fly. Also, what bothers me about it is that there's clearly Ninja Turtles fighting like, a, what is it, a uh, Toka and Razor, no, like Toka a, and Razor, it's like a snapping turtle and a wolf. Snapping turtle and a wolf, yeah. Who are also in the game as well. Um, they go, "Hey, what are these crazy costumes these guys have got on?" <laughs> like they <laughs> was gonna walk in like like turtles. Um, and also Super Shredder at the end of Team oh, yeah. Two. I mean, that's awesome. Beat him in about twelve seconds. Yeah, they don't really get to fight with him, did he? Um, which is when we to get back in time. That's Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles 3. I think it's it's got a tagline in some countries, right? Uh, but I never is it Turtles in Time? That's the game. Yeah, that's the game. This one's like the something scroll of do scroll of death, but I don't think it was called that in the UK. I think it was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Something about the the costumes in Tur- Turtles 3 are so weird, like just odd. Just look, they've really dialed up the do you know now they've all got freckles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they really dialed up the freckles in number three. And despite the fact most of it takes place in like 1603, feudal Japan. Japan, despite that. And also, <laughs> the well, despite that fact, it's w- even more 90s than the second one. But I've never got thinking about the rules of time travel in a movie more than I have in this film. I think I thought about it less in like <laughs> 12 Monkeys or something. <laughs> but in this one, I was going, hang on a minute. 
That makes that makes sense. How's this happened? What's going on? What what if that happens? I was just it was, I was really it was really doing a number on me. I had to have a lie down after watching it. But uh, when they go back in time, I've never I've never seen Turtles three, much to my shame. Um, but do, does no one get the references of their names? I guess is it all right? My name's Leonardo. Div- div- <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah it's named after these Renaissance paintings. They say some weird Renaissance. stuff. <laughs> they say some weird stuff. They say like, oh, if we die now, does that mean we'll never be born? And I'm like. Oh God! It like gives me a headache. I'm like, oh, but also they quite like it because they're kind of worshipped as like these. Oh yeah, monstrous turtle creatures. Yeah, and then they go, oh, should we stay? And I think a few of them are thinking about staying. And then one of them goes, but there's no pizza. And they go, no. (laughs) You could have invented pizza if you're revered as gods. They go, let's go. I think Donatello says, Donatello says something like. I can live without a single microchip. Oh my god! So yeah, they all go back. Doesn't but yeah, it's weird. Chips as well as pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you got have a side crinkle cut or straight straight from the box or on a plate. As it's very nineties, we'll use the exact cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I can still hear when they're in April's apartment and I think she's trying to do something, and one of them sticks some celery in their mouth and like bites onto it in like really crunchy celery. I can still hear that snapping celery for some reason. Baked yeah. into my mind. Also, how long are they going to be teenage for? I keep thinking this. Like, by the very wow. rules of their name, what's going to happen? Are they just going to be called the Ninja 20... Turtles? It's more the of Ninja a spirit Turtles. than a more of an attitude than an actual number. <laughs> it's more oh, of an attitude. I mean, me, me as teenagers, you, yourself, you guys, you understand this. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose. Is it relative? Like, is teenagers? regardless of what you are as a species is it you know 13 to 19 or yeah is it your oh, the turtles, ad- they, adolescent phase because yeah turtles are long lived so oh, yeah i did want to mention probably not just the greatest moment in teenage mutant ninja turtles movie the original Vanilla but Rice. probably one of one of my favorite moments in 90s cinema is when tiny shredder no sorry tiny splinter before he turns into a like humanoid player, is learning kung fu. It is, <laughs> it is fantastic. It's like, like a little a cage practicing. He's like a in li- a bird cage, not a, a little rat, rat in a bird cage practicing that. And then when um Splinter's, uh, sorry, when his master's enemy like ends up k- killing him and then trying to kill kill Splinter, just chops his ear a bit. <laughs> that could have stabbed this little rat to death, but no, he just chops his ear and he's like. Oh, right, that's it. I'm going to get and revenge. So why was he thinking? i tell you what, I'm also going to get his pet rat. <laughs> he scratches him first. He scratches Shredder first. So he started. Really badly as well. It's horrific. But yeah, yeah. That, I don't think anything beats because it's almost like a Rocky training montage of Splinter learning Kung Fu before, well, like, while he's still just a rat. And it's just amazing. I just think it must have been amazing to put that together. Like a little... I wonder what they're going to do when they grow up and get jobs. Like middle-aged... Mutant manager turtles. I guess yeah. Donatello's an inventor who might be independently wealthy, especially being an inventor in the 80s and early 90s. And if you're, uh, tech, if you're a tech billionaire. Freudian, not Freudian, feudal, feudal Japan times as well. I yeah. think Donatello'd be good. Uh, Leonardo would be like a bank or fund manager. Mot- motivational Ralph- speaker. He'll be, going manager. Like a, he'll be going around on like a speaking tour. Yeah, yeah. Fund manager. Raphael will be unemployed because he's fuming all the time. He just, yeah. He'd go to, he'd he would go just, to a, brothers would support. He'd be in tech support. Just like <laughs> clicking his <laughs> yeah, mouse yeah, really yeah. loud. 
<laughs> and Michelangelo uh, would be a YouTuber, I reckon. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good shit going on. Solved it. But bearing in mind this is horror, I would also go for a, um, you know, given the, the body horror potential of the mutations that come about, love to see like yeah. a David Lynch directed Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, you probably get something like The Fly. I bet if oh, I bet yeah. The Fly could be taken in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles way. Baxter Stockman. Baxter he... Stockman, yeah. There already is he... a Fly character. Oh, yeah. It'd be like spat up on... Um... <laughs> It'd be like spat up uh, acid on some guy's arm and then said cowabunga. <laughs> cowabunga, dude. <laughs> also, here's my knob in a jar. <laughs> also, 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 while I've got your, <laughs> also while I've got your attention, is be bloody knob in a jar. I can't believe it. Uh, that's pretty much. I know it sounds mad, but <laughs> but that's that's pretty much all I've watched. Just the turtles for you. Um, quiet one for me. I've been out and about doing um, birthday bits. Caught up on the rest of Teller stuff. So I've watched. Um, caught up on Obi Wan. Said hello there to all that. Um, oh, yeah. Some some good Star Wars. There's yeah, a, yeah. There's, a, there's a laser. There's some sword fights. People do some shouting. It's good fun. Um, and I caught. I'm up to date with Ms. Marvel as well. That's a nice, stylish, huh. nice, good show. Oh, so much to watch. But then I've just just yeah. started in the realms of horror. Well, firstly, I've gone back because you know, sitting over the PlayStation, they've unlo- unleashed their new sort of competitor to Game Pass. Lots of lovely game content out there. So naturally, I looked at all of the brand new stuff that they're pumping onto there and then downloaded the oldest games I could find on there. So I've been playing, <laughs> been playing Ape Escape. Again, the horror of what it would be like if some apes escaped. That'd be terrible. Um, so putting a stop to that. And then also <laughs> playing some original recipe, Resident Evil, with Jill Sandwiches and the like and the Masters of Unlocking. So that's fun. Playing through that. Bad Amazing. SMB and all. Um, and then uh, I've just started a few minutes before we sat down to record tonight. One of my lovely birthday presents from my sister. I got a uh, copy of The Quarry. So I've just started the oh, opening yeah. to that so oh, far. Oh, lovely. Very good. I'll have more to say about that as we go along. There's not, not much happened yet, but um, just kicking off. Are we really... talking game mechanics very similar to Until Dawn? Very. I've not, I've not finished Until Dawn, but yeah, similar to that. So QTE, yeah. story-driven. Mm-hmm. Got a big sort of summer camp slasher vibe to it so far. Although my original take was, oh, it's going to be set in that period. But no, straight away, modern day, modern setting. Um, yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's, again, look, like you get a tiny bit of uncanniness, especially because they're actors that you recognize. It's like, yeah, very mm-hmm. strange, but super high quality production value. Like, some, I'm, I'm into it. It's going to be great. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to play it. Just maybe I just don't really want to pay full price for it at this moment. So we'll wait a little longer. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's one of those. Out. Definitely it's going to have a because it's going to be a narrative. It is going to be one that people will buy and then trade in, I imagine, especially in this economy, Ben. You know, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know it is. There we go. Is that everything? Black it. phone. Yeah, the black phone. And then to black phone. Uh, okay, so. The Black Phone is a 2021 American supernatural horror film directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, written by Derrickson and uh, C. Robert Cargill, who 
both is has been produced by Blumhouse as well. So it's an adaptation of the 2004 short story of the same name by Joe Hill. It stars Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davis, James Ranson, and Ethan Hawke. Uh, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. Hmm. Ah. So, uh, on the review side of things, doing pretty well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics have given it 84%, and the audience had said, have said, shut up critics, and have given it 90%. Um, <laughs> IMDb is a 7.4 out of 10. 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Brian Espitia said, if the grabber had kidnapped Gwen instead, the movie would have been over in like five minutes. She would absolutely demolish him with zero help. Three stars. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Sergeant Sixpack said, he didn't like it. What a complete waste of time. Blumhouse once again puts out poser horror for window-licking simps. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, I mean, hoser horror from Blumhouse as well. Not like, I guess I would have thought maybe someone made that argument, even though it's an incorrect argument about like A24. But Blumhouse okay. doesn't make poser horror for Windelic and Sims, do they? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, I don't think so. Like, Blumhouse is not, they're not all big hits, are they? Like, some of them are mm. naff, but I think, yeah, Blumhouse just produces. Infinite volumes of horror these days. Blooming Infinite—that's where it comes from. That's what it stands for. It's the blooming loads. Yeah. Infinite horror, but some that have like really modern themes or like modern takes on classic themes, and obviously remakes and stuff. So, yeah. and obviously, but this this is good because essentially as an original property. I know it's based on a short story, but you know what I mean. As an original property isn't it and i think it's made a fair whack of change fair chunk of change in this weekend despite going up against top gun elvis jurassic world what did you say Lightyear isn't that out now yeah Yeah, i think light is out now so it's made like it's made like 35 million dollars i think in the box office that's nice it's good it's good to see horror and it's good to see you know especially as a group of people that produce uh, horror fiction and short stories it's great to see and I will encourage it all day long big film studios picking up short horror stories and making films out of them long may it mm. continue long may it continue until they eventually you know exhaust Joe Hill and have to come knocking at our doors <laughs> immediately <laughs> also like um... oh my god I completely lost <laughs> so literally just an also um brain completely shut down. Uh, just like uh, a window oh, licking. Okay, I've, I've got it. Just like a window <laughs> licking sim would say. That's not me. Definitely is. Um, also, I think it's kind of drummed into not just a horror crowd, but I think some like thriller. Oh, it's got true, sort of like true the crime aspect. True crime yeah, thriller vibes yeah, yeah. as well. So that crowd has probably been sucked yeah. in as well. If you know what I mean. Sucked into the grabber's basement. Ducked off. Oh, yeah. How do you guys feel about true crime? Are you true crime fans? Do you listen to all the true crime podcasts? And I like um, a true crime. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like, like a true crime. You love a Netflix documentary, don't you, Ben? I like a Netflix documentary, but it's one of those where the quality there's it is all over the place most of the time. It's like you can watch, or sometimes I'll take a, a, a true crime scenario and really stretch, really stretch it thin. 
Is that yeah. the right turn of phrase? Like, yeah, like yeah. you've got, you've it was, got, it was like eight a, hours. You've got a 20 like, minute story and you've got four, like, you know, four hour long episodes where they recap yeah. it so often. Yeah. I think occasionally it can be quite difficult to find one that really is like gripping. Um, but occasionally you do. But I do, I do like a lot of the true crimes. I'm not really a podcast listener, but I do like true crime books as well. I've read a few, um, mm. stuff like that. How about you, Luke? Do you get through a lot? No, not really. I have some, very little, but I just find I'm not, I get a bit too um, uh, sad yeah. about true crime. Um, I just, I don't know, I just <clears throat> don't like to hear about people. I mean, it is always interesting to hear like about John Wayne Gacy and how he was, had like buried all these bodies under his in his basement and stuff. But, but when you hear about the stories about like kids who have gone to meet up with an internet person and then snatched away. Oh yeah, yeah. So like it's something to this film in a way. I think. I just, sorry that you finished. Well, it's that. just it's just like that that level of suffering is just like I don't yeah. know. I just find it really hard to stomach. I think to derive entertainment from it and yeah. to be able to digest it, it has to feel to me like it is history. And I think a lot of that is about the mm. time. Because if I listen to something about killers from the you know, days gone by, like, you know, the, the 50s, 60s, earlier still, like, then I feel like I'm digesting it as a story of history, and then it's like, oh, okay, I can engage yeah. with this an interesting story, when it's like, the year is 2020, and this horrible murder, it feels, yeah. like, I'm on jury, it feels like I'm doing jury service. Yeah, I think I like when True Crime has got something else to say, rather than just going, here was a terrible murder, um, or a terrible series of murders. It's nice when it's got something else to say, like, about, you know, the time, the the air, the area, the, like poverty, um, you know, mm. the way the media, yeah. the way the media sort of like lets down, you know, certain things with, um, like the, the Yorkshire staircase Ripper. was in, interesting. Uh, so so mm. I did watch the staircase one. And that's just because like the way the court is all about how public opinion sways the, um, sways the court and the way things are going to go. Yeah, this the owl, this the owl one was it I, him? Was I, it the I owl? Think... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for him and the guy oh, yeah, yeah. was the owl because he had big eyebrows. <laughs> I think like the the court process is almost as interesting as the the crime sort of being described as well. But I'll just say with the Yorkshire Ripper stuff, like how the how the um how the media treated sex workers and stuff, it was almost like second yeah. class citizens. So it's almost like trying to say here's why at this it's like the perfect storm. Why this could happen in this particular time is because the media was set up a certain way the the police works a certain way as well and here's why he could get away with it for so as long as he did so i like it when true crime kind of has a little bit of a commentary on the era as well yeah um but not just true crime like uh like the red riding stuff i don't know if you saw that a few years ago on, on channel four sean bean she, sheen bean yeah sean bean andrew garfield uh who else anyway that was pretty good yeah, I, I I imagine I would like that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I just don't gravitate towards it naturally. Uh, mm. I think the I definitely got the, a... don't fuck with cats was one I watched. Oh, I've definitely yeah. got a lower. I've definitely got a lower capacity for true crime than yeah. than purely fictional horror. I get full sooner of true crime. Yeah, I couldn't get yeah. full in. No. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I won't, I won't talk about it anymore. But yeah, this was um. <laughs> so I think any more yeah, true crime? Any more true crime? So I think this is kind of brought in because when when I was googling the black phone, just because I wanted to, you know, find a bit more about it, one of the first things that came up was 
was the tr- was the black phone based on a true story so i think there's something about this story that apart from the supernatural elements but you could take the supernatural elements and say you know are they are they legit are they That's laid over in a terms true of the story story yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm. like oh somebody was in a in a position where they almost had like a fight or flight instance and maybe these phone calls represented his inner monologue rather than yeah yeah actually chatting to a ghost he was right, like where, a, he was like a pioneer have you done your, have you done your paper right no i haven't oh very good do it yeah <laughs> yeah but also uh, i will say mason thames and madeline mcgraw shit hot amazing like young axes great performances from both of them and ethan hawk as well but i know like obviously he's got a whole career to to we know he's, we know he's good we you know, know he's feeling the kids are going your neck in ethan. let the kids have a go we know you're good and you don't even need to do any acting because we know how you're feeling because your mask says yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in many ways he's like look though i can do it even in a mask yeah yeah can't see it's the faces i'm making it's just got cooler and cooler over the years i think mm. also uh, it's a Tom Savini mask, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So he doesn't look much like Tom Savini there, weirdly. <laughs> Let's never like him. Uh, you'd, never back to the drawing board. Was, you'd never guess Michael Myers was William Shatner, unless someone told you. True. Back to yeah. the drawing board. This is supposed to be Tom Savini. <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, <laughs> looks more, look, it looks more like Gary Busey, if anyone. The big old. <laughs> it does look like Gary yeah. Like he bumped his head on both sides with a horse. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> bumped his head on both sides and he pushed he pushed a bump down and then one came up the other side yeah <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> so basically gary Busey having been like tom and jerry bashed in the head <laughs> a little bird go around his head yeah but it's a good a good performance and also like i don't know i, I would never consider ethan hawk to be like a physically intimidating guy like when you kind of think about him, obviously he was in Moon Knight recently as well. His little cane, um, and even in this fight sequences that he had then, I was a bit like, I oh, know he's not. It's not about his physical presence or his physical strength. But in this, I don't know something about him. Just the way he kind of held himself, I did find him quite intimidating. Yeah, because I kept thinking, "Come on, kid, just fight your way out." But I thought he won't be able to. This guy's a special moves. Got a little grabbing. Laughing gas and balloons. Is it laughing? So is it laughing, Not laughing gas? gas in- sorry, um, well, I don't know what it is. Chloroform gas. In the in the so I, I listened to the audiobook of the short story today just to see what the main differences are, and it's like a can of um, bug spray. I think. Is that going to kill him? Yeah, that's what I thought. Pass out if he got a gob full of bug spray. Yeah, black balloons as well. Yeah, where do you get black balloons from? Do they have to paint them themselves? Possibly. He's going to a goth birthday shop. 70s. In the 70s, like, in 70s, 70s at the time, yeah. probably listening to a lot of like painted black, giving the idea. Looking yeah. at nice balloons. Yeah. Uh, did Good you iconic did you re- horror design, though? Good, did like, you... baddie design. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, solid. Did you recognize his brother, the actor who played his brother? Yeah, I don't know where from, though. He's the deputy in Sinister, both of them. Yeah. He's a uh, deputy and sinister, but he's also grown up Eddie in It Chapter Two. Oh, why? Oh, why? Yeah. Uh, I like I was, him. He's good. He's a good. I was racking my brains. Brother. Very good. Yeah, he, he was very funny in this. In fact, mm. the re- the reveal later on with him was excellent. I thought it was yeah. really silly. In yeah, the kind of... I, I haven't read the short story, by the way. Is it 
how close to the short story is it? It's very close, but obviously the movie expands on a lot of stuff pre-grabbing. It's got, it's got visuals as well. Got it. <laughs> it's got it's got these visuals as well. And music, so, uh, the book. Music and sound. Uh, yeah, expands on the pre-grabbing. Like the, the short story pretty much starts with Finney getting grabbed by a grabber. Yeah, who's got a name? Who's got a name in the short story? Ben Grabber. Ben Grabson. <laughs> uh, it's like a- a- Alfred. Maybe Alfred. <laughs> Alfred Grabman, and he's a and he's a big overweight dude as well. Um, okay, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, a lot of the stuff's the same. Sort of like the beats and a lot of the um, dialogue is the same as well. Have uh, a kung, not kung fu, karate friend. Does he have a karate friend in in the short story? Not so much karate, more just someone who says, "Smash his brain in with a phone full of dirt." <laughs> Also, when he was showing him the karate, I kept thinking it's one it's one step back too many, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is he? I think it's actually like some sort of double Dodge. thing. He's not a him because he go forward and then he goes to grab him and he's moved back again. And then that's exactly that, it. Yeah. They're confused because oh, blooming hell, I don't know if I'm coming or going. That's what you bash him. He's expecting a grab. What I would do is go forward, back, forward, back again. One more forward and then one more back. And then, <laughs> and then swing and then, the leg. And then hey, the hokey cokey. <laughs> do, a, do a left and a right, activate infinite lives, and then you're fine. Exactly. Yeah. R2, L2, spin around 360. <laughs> get, the the rocket, in the get a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't blow yourself up, though, which often happens if you do it too close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. So um, that's it. That's the end. What would you rate the film? <laughs> no, no, no. I always get conscious going into it. We're about to do a new film. So in case this is your first episode, sorry for all the turtles chat, but you know, here we are. Um, we will spoil this film. If you haven't seen it yet, I'd say this is worth watching before you hear us talk about it. If it was shit, we'd tell you. It's good. So watch yeah. it first if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's very it's much is... worth uh, going to the cinema to see, I think. Yeah, get yourself yeah. out there. Support Hollywood, buying up short stories from hard-working authors and making them into films. Yeah. Hard-working or- authors with famous dads. Uh... <laughs> hard-working orcas. Come <laughs> <laughs> that orca's got they a job. They do work quite hard, though, generally. Teenage min- <laughs> middle-aged mutant hard-working <laughs> orcas. <laughs> yeah. Dead yeah. hard to write, because if you've got orcas, because you're a flipper, can't hold a pen, can't use a laptop, get wet. It'll have oh, to, just, have to oh, deliver the post around an island. Shredder's Revenge. The Shredder's out again. Someone <laughs> fix this bloody Shredder. I've got a scar on my hand that's a Shredder's Revenge. Um, <laughs> Is that legit? Is that legit? I, I can't show you on the camera here, but I'll show you. I've got a scar, scar just on one of my thumbs from a Shredder's Revenge. I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I, I was a Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, it was tidying, Shredder's Revenge. tidy in my room. I'd got behind on my paperwork. Bearing in mind, I must have been like. 20 in your room, I got behind on my paperwork. I got behind on my paperwork as a <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of childhood did you I had have? loads of I had loads of like <laughs> just documents, like letters I'd got that were just my room was very messy. Um, so <laughs> I um so I was doing some shredding, but I was in a room my dad <laughs> I, was best, my room. I was behind <laughs> on my documents. Yeah, so my dad was obsessed with like data security in the in the early 2000s. He was like, bought a shredder so he can shred all of our confidential posts to make sure we don't end up in the plot of the 1990 Sandra Bullock movie The Net that someone steals our identity. 
So I was doing, I was, I was doing some, I was doing some shredding, um, but um, being a young man about town that I was, I was about to go for a date, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be late, so I'm going to have to accelerate this shredding immediately. So I was doing some, I was doing the shredding. No, I was doing some shredding, and unfortunately, I put in too many documents at a time, and it made a whirring noise and got stuck because it's too full. So eventually, this is, I'm already in a rush. I'm panicking. I'm not making sensible decisions. So I ripped off the paper that was on, on the top. Thought, well, that's the end of that then. But now the shredder's jammed and could have just left it. But I thought, oh, I don't want to leave, don't want to leave like jammed up paper. Um, so half, half shredded documents. You've got to yeah, go so, half Sandra Bullock. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. one Bullock. Um, so I unplugged it for safety, obviously, and then I thought, right, how am I going to get this jammed paper out of the mechanism of the shredder? Steak mm. knife, obviously. Think of the mechanism. So here I am, getting the wedged paper chunks out of the um, out of the shredding mechanism. Well, yeah, with a steak knife. Yeah, with a steak knife. It's it's jammed in. Uh, I remind you, I was in my early 20s, still a stupid boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really jammed in there. And then with all of a sudden a sickening swip, like a slip, like basically a big gouge of paper. I was really digging into it. It all came loose. I just jammed this steak knife right into my, the meat of like my, you oh. know, if you imagine a human hand, you know, if you imagine it let me imagine it the thumb is like the thumb is like a bit of a chicken drumstick if you think about you know the muscle that goes there so i stabbed it into the drumstick of my thumb in my hand and it felt almost it went pretty deep because it was almost like an electrical shock it must have hit the nerve or something like that Mm. house was empty at the time um so i pulled the knife out and it was properly pumping out with blood you could see the the ebb and flow of the blood with um with each beat of my rapidly increasing speed heart so blood's going everywhere laminate floor in my parents um um hallway so there's blood dashing the claret all over the place there was (laughs) did you slip did you slip at any point no i didn't slip i went through to the kitchen though thinking right it's okay sensible decisive action let's go let's go and get the first aid kit my mom in her infinite wisdom the first aid kit in their kitchen very high like on top of the kitchen cabinets that not to keep things away from children there were none in the house the first aid kit was a good it was ceiling height so i had to go and get something to climb on to get this thing and i've got blood gushing out everywhere literally i ran it under the tap for a second and there was enough blood for it to go against the flow of the water and disrupt it so i was losing a fair (laughs) whack of blood here I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die of this. Feeling a bit lightheaded here because I have to climb up on a stool to get this um, to get this first aid kit. But I didn't. I just held my hand really high in the air above my heart so blood would stop coming out of it quite so readily. Reached the first aid kit down, haphazardly strapped myself back up. I had a little sit down in, a, I believe, a rocky bar just to restabilize myself, having <laughs> lost a fair amount of blood. Caramel, just standard. Caramel. Yeah. This is serious. It was a... It was a serious like, time. Serious scenario, yeah. <laughs> so I had a, I had a rocky caramel, and um, then I was still running. Got, still got on the date. I did. I went out. Um, 
it, I, w- I went out and I uh, met her. It was a, at, a, at a lovely afternoon. My hand was kind of bandaged up. Um, and then, you know, we went out. It, wasn't, it was just a daytime thing. We were just meeting up for, we were meeting up for some drinks and what have you. Um, so went out, had a nice time. Um, she had to go to work, said goodbye. W- went back home and thought, oh, what a tiring afternoon. I'm going to go for a lie down. Of course, I'd been in a rush and then came home feeling a bit tired. So went straight to bed. My mum came home from work. Of course, the house is still covered in blood. She had a bit of a shock. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically woke up my mum shouting, like, are you all right? There's blood all over the house. It's like, yeah, all right. I'm all right. It's fine. But the, wow. data's, the data's all gone. Don't worry. The data's yeah. been shredded. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and from that day, I never shredded any documents again. Good. Just, yeah. just, just tore them up. With my hands into little strips, like like a normal person would, <laughs> rather than using an unreliable, not industrial grade shredder. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. Anyway, this film. <laughs> yeah. What were we What were we even talking about? I don't, don't know how we got onto that. Something about documents. I don't think we've even got to the start of the film yet, have we? Yeah, yeah. they play. They begin. It's the 1970s, and everyone uses anyone from the 70s. Do write in and tell us because I found the the adjustment to the slang in this film, just in the opening sections, quite difficult. Because I, I they just it was like you in the 90s, Ben, with the turtles. That must be what other people feel like, because I didn't get any of it. No, it was it was a bit all over the place. I mean mint, I understand. Yeah, we say mint all bits. the time. Yeah, mint. called it mints. Mint's mint. okay, but other things, I can't even remember them to they were so impenetrable to me. I can't even remember them to repeat them. It's weird that you say that. I mean, it's, it's been like a couple of weeks since I saw this film, but I have no memory of of those, that aspect. You just locked in. You were just locked into it. I mean, I came out there service. talking about jive turkeys and I was, I was <laughs> talking like a 70s. Yeah, bro- jive turkey. I'm a, I'm, a right, I'm a right humdinger. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, so it starts with Finney playing baseball he's having a little bit of of baseball he's he's like a pitcher it's a good baseball player yeah he's a good baseball player and he's going up against going up against a guy uh called bruce and you kind of think maybe this bruce is going to give him a bit of jip maybe he's a a bad they're eyeballing each other you think he's going to be a baddie but no uh he he strikes out twice or just strikes twice twice hits the third ball sends it flying gets a home run um and rather than bruce you know giving him because he stares at him the whole time he's running around, as if he's gonna come to come to the end of the of running and go. Yeah, because he's hit, yeah, he's, hit, he's hit he's hit a home run, so he's free. He's just walking around like he's in Genesis. So <laughs> when when you say you, I don't know baseball. When you hit a home run, is it? It's just so good because it's like ah, they're gonna have to go all the way around the fence, and that's gonna take them ages. Or is it like instantly? I think all I think of it's your, instant, isn't it? All of your dudes, a boundary. All of your dudes get to go home. I think baseball is fundamentally rounders yeah. with a longer bat, right? That'd be what it. Yeah, would so. happen. Yeah. And a smaller, hard, harder ball, right? And a smaller, harder bat, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So rounders is like hard mode baseball. Smaller, harder kids playing it as well. They're all yeah nails. <laughs> um. So yeah, the he, he wins at baseball, but Bruce is a good sport, and he goes, "Your arm, mate." Absolutely, really had me, yeah. almost had me. Give him a little smile. Me, yeah. There were nice. a few. There's a few nice little little relationships between people. Obviously, there are some horrible relationships between people in this yeah. instance as well. But there are a few nice little 
relation some people treat finney like shit but some people treat him nicely people that perhaps you wouldn't expect someone a little bit it's not like all the characters have been written in such a way that they're just standard yeah that guy's a bully that guy's not this guy's his friend there's none of that it's all a bit the dynamics between them are a little bit yeah. different um yeah so finney goes home and no he doesn't he just he stays at baseball field to do some rocket launching he loves a good bit oh yeah yeah so a bottle rocket yeah yeah he's doing some rockets <laughs> and at the and same time just across the the estate what's his name benny or something is like on his bike bruce, bruce is on his bike and he sees the rocket and oh it this i didn't didn't think it was going to be this kind of film but it has some very 70s horror style uh shots and techniques so when we see the the van pull up in front of bruce but you don't see anything else it just fades to black fades to black yeah and we and get that some, rocket, like, that uh, rocket nice going up <clears throat> that rocket going up there's something to establish like the size and scope of this film as well you know there's oh it's just over there in the field and then this person's yeah. getting taken just there it's over yeah. in the neighborhood yeah and then there's a bit of a time jump isn't there because bruce has been missing for a little while he's now trapped in a little poster he's there, <laughs> he's right there. let him out the poster and andy grabs him and goes get him shredded <laughs> get him shredded <laughs> he's been sent to the phantom zone he's just in a little square yeah, trapped yeah. in a wanted poster. I don't know how. I don't know how long. if you were to... trapped in a wanted poster, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a shame he's lost, isn't it?" I'm here. <laughs> I'm, here. <laughs> I'm right I'm here. here. It's not a wanted poster though. It's a missing oh. poster. <laughs> <laughs> trapped in a wanted poster. This kid's wanted, is he? You wait till I see him. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> you got him um and i think so we're introduced to finn's uh younger sister gwen as well who's uh how would you describe gwen she she's okay, so, stone uh, cold badass number one also stone cold yeah. badass number one older than the older than her years uh just just a badass I, psychic yeah a classic oh yeah king family psychic. story psychic well, there's a good line as yeah. well where obviously Finney says, do you think they're going to find Bruce? And Gwen says, not how they want to find him, which I'm assuming yeah. is alive. Trapped in a poster. <laughs> Trapped in a poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. That's good. And then they arrive at school and... Well, we on the see... way to school, they see a horrific fight between a kid called Robin, who's yeah. just like a little badass in a bandana, and a big guy called... What's the guy called? Moose. That's it. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Big guy called Moose, and it's Bulk, one of those fights where you're like, school. Jesus Christ, yeah. someone, someone break it up. He's going to die. Uh, and Robin, who's far more f- uh, diminutive in, in relation to, to Moose. Yeah, he's called Moose for a reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Smashes his face. I never thought that maybe Moose is acting out and starting fights on people because people call him Moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, possibly. Maybe we need that's a actually, actually, That's his real name. <laughs> they just call their son Moose. Nominative Derek, Derek, Derek Moose. If you call Moose your Moose child him. Moose, he will grow into a moose. He's not growing horns. <laughs> He's a big antlered boy. Um, <laughs> Who's yeah, a big so boy? He... Who's a big antlered boy? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He does some great wrestling moves on him. He's going to give him like a neck breaker at one point. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty mad. He's been watching. Uh, well, this was before the years of WWE, but some level of. Uh, pro wrestling and did you feel luckily, these, these bits were weren't as serious tonally as you're expecting 
like it, it felt a bit more fun teen movie in the way that the teenagers talk to each other and the way that the rest of the moves are doing on each other and stuff. <laughs> it felt a bit more lighthearted than I thought it was going to be going in. Interaction yeah. between the brother and sister it. are quite yeah. are quite nice and lighthearted because they have a good relationship. They're actually friends. And obviously it's them. Mm. So he says like, Jiminy Jillica's Moose got beaten up. And he goes, oh, I thought you didn't like Moose. Ah, you know, Finn always seems keen to move on from these things. Um, yeah, yeah, dwell yeah. on the on the violence of whereas his sister is like, ah, he's a piece of shit. Fucking eat it, moose. Shit. Fuck him up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eat it, moose. <laughs> yeah. But if he ate less buddy moose, you wouldn't that wouldn't be your name. Um yeah. but yeah, he doesn't mind him getting beaten up by um Aaron, who is dressed like one of the frog brothers from from um Lost Boys. Got his little bandana <laughs> yeah. and his car and his car. Wait, what's the song. kid's name? Is it Robin? I think Robin. Robin. Robin yeah. Aaron, is his name? It's he's it Robin. He's got like a Robin Oaks or something like. That. No, he's got he's got a name. He's got a name that is that um, Finney's dad can't pronounce if you remember correctly. Ah, uh, so like yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want to say Alvarez, but it's something like that, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then there's a there's an instance at school as well. So obviously Finney's got uh, a girl he's got his eye on. A girl he's got his eye, on, which was oh, interesting because yeah. I kind of thought. At one point, Finney and Robin, it was almost like Finney was um, idolizing him in a way that could have been like uh, romantic, but then they've established actually he likes this girl in class. Because he looked at, mm. looked at her before he threw that last baseball as well. So she's on his mind. Yes, yeah. Right? yeah. She's on his mind. Uh, and there's three bullies who can only be described as the three stooges because they all look kind of ridiculous. Nebby. The three and most, <laughs> I don't know why they're picking on Finn. Those are the three most bullyable kids in that class. Yeah, one of them's yeah. got no chin. One of them, <laughs> he's literally got no chin. He's like a one's a lanky streak of <laughs> one, one's a right ginger minter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, Ed, Ed Sheehan here. What are you doing? Ed Sheehan. What if you ordered Ed Ed Sheeran from Wish? You'd get Ed Sheehan. And it's this kid. <laughs> this bloody These kid. bullies. It's horrific. These bullies, like, ah, oh, why are they so keen to just bat like literally? Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Punch people square in the face over like and over and over the, again. Kick them in the face. I, do, I think uh, the sister like cracks a rock over one of their heads. Gives yeah, one that's, of, gives that's one of them permanent brain damage. Well, that, yeah. that's, after, that's after Robin's gone missing because initially they don't attack Finney. Because Robin like stands yeah. up for him. He's got he says, the, yeah. so they're coming to the you toilets and they go, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna beat you up, Finny, for reasons. Yeah. And then you're in our bathroom. Robin comes in and goes, If I see you mess with Finny again, probably gonna kill you. And you I go looked oh. on the on the door, you know, it normally has like a little man. It had three different sized men shapes on the front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is our bathroom. <laughs> but they but they, they do a classic one when they go, You're not allowed in here. It's the blokes. Oh, uh, right. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, those three most. And also, Finn, Finn's got a sharp tongue and he could have told them, you guys. Yeah. The thing is, right, Finn. So Robin says to him, you've got to start standing up for yourself. But I think Finn kind of does, but not in like a, he doesn't like standing up for himself in a physical way. He kind of, mm. he speaks his mind. He he stands up for himself. Like he'll, he's got a few quips going on. And later on, we find out he can take a punch pretty well. Uh, so oh, maybe yeah. that's his, why he's not. His defense stat is through the roof. Yeah. yeah. His skull is nine inches thick. It's got adamantium long skeleton. Range attack. It's got the yeah. mint arm. <laughs> I got a mint the arm. mint arm buffer. Yeah, uh, he's put all his points into defense right now, so he is he can definitely take it, but he doesn't like dishing it out. Um, yeah. and I guess it's probably because we see the relationship at home on a Friday, his sister stays away, and then she and then he looks after his dad. We have had a scene where the police have come and interviewed the sister at the school today because she's mentioned to um to Bruce's, to Bruce's sister that she the black balloons, which is information that the police haven't release so they come to talk to the little girl concerned that there is either a leak in the police department or has she seen something either there's a leak in the police department or you're the grabber and then she starts being really patronizing and she she loses it with him she's like all right you're the fucking grabber (laughs) i think she calls them ah fart knockers that's it that guy's huge lap in the cinema i was at yeah same farts are funny you absolute fart fucking dill dill weed. She has she has a right go at him. Um, yeah, they're embarrassed, and the teacher uses her full name, showing that she's like that she's in trouble. But they go back. Um, she always stays at a friend's house on Friday, and um, Finny is going to look after their dad. And well, is it is it just before that that the dad uh, disciplines? That's the next morning when he gets up. Oh the... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he goes home and he tucks the dad in. He's been drinking, listening to his, listening to his records and drinking. And at first, because you've already seen the dad once, where he's having a go at the son for chewing his cornflakes too loud. No, slurping his milk too loudly. It was quite yeah. loud. Which to be fair, it was very loud. Yeah. And then she drops like the bread bin lid or something, and he goes, "For fuck's sake, I'm fucking yeah. fuming." 
at first I thought it was going to be a classic Robert zombie families are horrible, aren't they? But it wasn't. Um, he's, he's poorly with the, um, with the alcohol and not irredeemably poorly. Like he, I think we see some great development from the dad character in this film. Um, but right now he is, you know, clearly a very depressed man who has a drink problem. And we yeah. explore that a little bit. It's not just a, you know, your character trait is that you're a drunk. It's, you know, we, we get into it a little bit more. But we also find out that their mum has passed away as well. And, yeah. And that's how we kind of learn it. Then we get more detail about the next morning when Finney wakes up um, to his sister screaming and his dad is taking the belt to her. Like, really, really harsh scene because he really, she really, really goes for it. Harsh mm-hmm. scene. But I've, yeah, I'm, this is probably the most convincing, like, kid like being terrified and in pain and screaming in anger um yeah. all of those things just like get that go into that performance and like her anger at her dad for like disciplining her and sort of like it was it, i don't know it was just so believable and especially like with finney's he was angry he was sort of frozen in the doorway he couldn't actually physically intervene but he was kind of like shouting yeah. um i love the reaction from the sister as well like while her dad is beating her and he and it comes out that you know it's you're not like your mother she saw things and you know it's it gives us enough to understand that he is a man in terrible grief and not just a guy that loves the sauce um and she grabs the bottle of vodka and says if you hit me again i'm gonna drop it and then she does she smashes the vodka on the floor and he's bereft absolutely that was the most expensive bottle of vodka that off license yeah that was the good stuff. That was the good stuff. Um, and, he, and he makes her say that, you know, her dreams are just that and she can't she can't see anything else into yeah. it. Yeah. We find out a bit more about that later on why he's so against her. She's uh, got the shining, right? Is that pretty much it? Or yeah. she, she has the shining from Je- she has yeah. the shining from Jesus, though. It's Jesus who sent uh, it's the shining. Yeah. 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 Little Jesus notes helping you out with clues. Yeah. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I think not long after this, Robin gets abducted as well. I think he just sees the see the grabber's van in like a parking lot. This is the thing. So it seems like the grabber sets himself up by struggling with something into his van. And then a kind, kind young lad comes along and says, Do you need help, you mug? And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll grab you. I don't do that. Yeah, and this Robin is a bit like with Bruce's abduction that um, you see him walking towards a van and it just sepia tones out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we never gonna we don't get to see until a little bit later what what has happened here. We don't get to see the grabber properly for a while. Um, No. Family gets a phone call. Um, Finney finds out his friend's gone and he asks. Um, his sister. Oh no, this is after those horrible bullies have beaten him up again because Robin gets taken and then the yeah. bullies seize this tragedy to think, well, they haven't got, uh, he hasn't got protection anymore so let's let's beat him up. Yeah, what they weren't expecting was his sister running in with a rock. Like when she hits that kid on the head um, his brain is like leaking out of his skull. Yeah, he's, ble- he's bleeding out from the head. It's like you know when someone's hired a bouncy castle and there's that area against the fence where you you go on the bouncy castle until you inevitably hurt yourself and then go and sit down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a little mini 
a mini self-policed infirmary where all the, where all the yeah. injured kids are sitting there going, hurt yourself, eh? Yeah, because even though they're in opposite sides of this fight, the kid that she is cracked in the head with a stone and then the sister after one after she gets kicked in the head by one of the other bullies, they go and sit down to go, right, I'm out. On a system. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's good in the, in the way it's portrayed, not in what the events will happen. Oh, I love Brutal. when kids get beat up. Brutal fight scene for, <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a, you know, for kids. And again, really, really yeah, solid yeah. performances. Yeah. So it's a, it's a round to, it's not too far into it where Finney does get grabbed. Yeah. Yeah. He's asked, he's asked his sister to see if she can ask Jesus for some um, visions to help him because he really misses his friend Robin. He wants to find him, but before she's really seen anything of it, she has, we have had some snatches of the visions, but yeah. Then, then Finney gets, gets grabbed by the grabber and, the, and this time it doesn't fade to black. We get to see it. Right. Yeah, and it's quite an interesting uh, technique where he like spills his shopping on the floor, and he he kind of acts overly kids TV presentery. Oh, yeah, like, lots of like lots of giggles and oh silly me, oh, drop my drop my shopping. Yeah, um, and then a bit wasteful. Why did he why did he buy eggs that would break? If you know you're going to drop it on purpose, but tins of beans. <laughs> yeah, true. Because he does but cook some eggs later on. He's like he makes loads of omelets. Maybe he just seems, likes loads of eggs. It seems like a fairly not a busy street, but it's like a suburban street. It's not like it's in the middle of the day. And the yeah. way he kind of does it is he's got this bundle of doesn't he say like, oh, there's something in the back? What does he say? He says, Do you want to see a magic, see a magic trick? trick? Then yeah. he opens the thing, he says, Oh, it's black balloons. He says, Yep, captured. Yeah, yeah. and he's, yeah. by he this point, he's also already like um well, he's shaking the can. To get the yeah. book spray all primed up, yeah, and he sprays kids. it like in his mouth while <laughs> putting on his kidnapping gloves. <laughs> yeah, but she, uh, Finney bites him as well, doesn't he? Scratches him with his um, rocket. He has a rocket. That's right. Yeah, he's torch. got a tiny look. Really yeah, gouges yeah. him with it. He's got a rocket, yeah. uh, Swiss Army knife scenario. It does loads of stuff. It's got a torch. It's got a stabby bit. That's it. Uh, it's got it's got it's got a little Pez Pez dispenser in you there. Can pretend <laughs> pretend it's a rocket. Yeah. 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 Um, um, it's a shame he doesn't throw that into space at the end. That would really tie this film together. <laughs> and it all happened in his head. It just sparks, uh, makes a new star in the sky. Like a catamari. Um, <laughs> so while yeah. the grabber's like putting him in, taking him into, into the basement where he's obviously soundproofed it, he's fritzled it right up. Um, he says he says he's not really angry he's like you bit me i should break your neck for oh sorry you scratched me and he goes oh i didn't really mean that because uh he was i just lost my temper back there but then he does a classic i say classic like i've never been kidnapped classic kidnap thing was like i'm not gonna hurt you you know it's fine now it's it's all good just you you just chill here for a bit and you'll be back to your parents or parent in no time don't you worry in a bag i mean no, in no, a bag. Uh... Wait, what? Did you kill everyone else? Nah, 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 nah. What? No, no, that wasn't that. He says, doesn't he say, oh, that wasn't me? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, does he say that? Sounds like a... Yeah. The old also... shaggy defense, eh? Yeah. Also, he's wearing. <laughs> I murdered a kid in the shit. No, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> he. So he's wearing the mask already, but this the mask he's wearing at the moment is 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 like a devil face, but then the mouth is 
interchangeable with yeah. a, a no mouth or a smiley or a sad. And at the moment, no he's got a no That's the first one he's got on, isn't it? The a no, no mouth. mouth. Oh, okay. Smooth version. I wonder, I wonder what other ones he's got, like a tongue sticking out. Yeah, well, I, guess one that blows I guess bubbles. I guess as emojis became more a of a thing. If, he, if he still operated in, you know, in in the 2000s, 2010s at very least, yeah, you'd have all sorts. You'd have a aubergine bottom of the mask. You'd have a <laughs> big big surprise face. The little wibbly wobbly confused one. Yeah, just yeah. a straight line, not not amused Sorry face. Oh, yeah. Yep. That one. A little jaunty angle one for slightly drunk. Yeah. Slightly drunk. But yeah, he's a a very distracted kidnapper, you know. He's always he's always worried about what's going on upstairs. He's like, oh things are all fucked up, they're not going right. Phone's going, gotta get it there. Gotta take Finney's it. Pre- Finney's pretty good at kind of like trying to put the doubts in his head where he's like, Who's here? Someone's here. Someone saw me. Someone must have seen you taking me. Um, if you don't let me go, I'll what do you say? If you touch Scream. me, I'll scratch you. I'll yeah, scream, and he's like, if you scream, I've soundproof. I soundproof this place myself, and I am Fritzel grade soundproofer. How would you test that if it was just you? I'm gonna go in there and I'll scream as loud as I can. <laughs> and if I can't hear it, and then if I go outside, if I can't hear it, then I know it's worked. <laughs> yeah, tell you what, I'll go outside and shut this door. You scream, and then I'll believe you. It's soundproofed. And he, he screams, runs up as quick as he can, listens, and goes. That's completely that, soundproof. That's completely soundproof. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, uh, he screams without his can. He runs upstairs and then he opens the window. <laughs> yeah, it trapped, it trapped the scream inside. Traps it in there. <laughs> Got, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, like, there are loads of things that. So, I mean, I know we'll get to this, but there are loads of things that Finney attempts to do that, is, that previous kids have done. But I'm like, why does the. This, the kidnapper just put the things that they've used to try and escape back in the same place. Why does he go like, oh, they smashed the they smashed the water bits. They dug a massive hole. I'll just put that back. Guess What's that? Too... They ripped they rip, they rip this cable out of the wall. I'll just put that straight back. Guess he's too busy just kid grabbing another kid. He's he loves DIY. He better he better have a home base loyalty card because oh. he is he must be going getting. Bags of concrete. Over yeah, I bet, over yeah. Again. I bet his neck. He's got nectar points out the wazoo as the as the grabber. Yeah. So there, there is like a disconnected black phone, titular black phone, uh, which I think pretty straight on the grabber says he's heard ring before. He says there's like something to do with static electricity, which makes it ring. And he goes, "I answered it once." And there's a weird bit of silence. And Finney says, "Was there anyone, anyone there on the other? Anyone there?" And he goes, uh, "No, of course not. Don't work your twat." I've had you. I'm the grabber. Bye. <laughs> I'm the grabber. See you later. What do you want? I'll get you some food soon. Do you want horrible wet eggs and a glass and a bottle a bottle of apple tizer? <laughs> what? A bottle of apple tizer. What? No, I'm not a middle-aged woman. Thank you. What? Well, I love what an apple tizer, I don't know. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's what Finney would say. Not me. I love an apple tizer. Yeah. Do you feel like going, oh, even though it is essentially fizzy pop, it's like, oh, don't want to be rogue and have a Coke. I'll have, a, have an appetizer. It would like, meet my auntie or something. I'll have an appetizer. <laughs> it's just appetanga. That's all it is. Posh appetanga. Uh, posh appetanga. Um, and then I think it's established. Well, a bit of time passes, but we're not just left with Finney in this scenario. We do see the reaction from uh, the family and stuff. Obviously, um, yeah. 
Gwen finds out when she's at a friend's house and just pretty much drops the phone and runs straight home. Yeah, because uh, the grab then... the grabber only steals is only stealing um young boys. So as a as a young girl, you can walk the streets with gay abandon. It doesn't matter. You're not going to get grabbed. Yeah. Plus, she's got access to rocks that she could pick up at any yeah. point. Yeah. She's got a lovely sort of um, it style yellow Mac as well. What's the boy's name? Georgie. Georgie. Yeah, he drives around like a Georgie. Slicker. I wonder if that's on purpose. Give it bearing in mind it's a yeah, it's a King family joint. Got yeah, this is the thing. It does Under feel like that, doesn't it? It feels if if I watched this and someone said this is based on one of Stephen King's newer short stories, you'd just be like, okay, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's broad strokes, you know, but it's still it's very difficult to be a writer and not be influenced by one of the most influential horror writers of all time, especially if he happens to be with your dad and you've probably lived with him for several years of your life. I guess. Yeah, and I bet he had to shred all of his dad's papers. So he was constantly like reading them, absorbing them. As they went in. One paper at a time. Yeah. Before didn't, he went didn't, on a date. Didn't, didn't put in fistfuls of paper like I did. <laughs> no. <laughs> he knows how to do it. Uh, yeah, and I guess it's not that long that the phone starts ringing, is it? So... He's left on his own a hell of a lot, isn't he, Finney? Like, well, he's I think he's own... left him on his own for longer than expected because he comes down and goes, oh, fucking hell, I can't murder you at the minute because something's yeah. come up. It's and all goes, going on upstairs. Oh, I'm going to have someone up here. Um, we find out later that his brother's come to stay. Oh, always the way, isn't it? Unwanted house guests. Um, yeah. So he's going to have to be upstairs dealing with his brother for quite a while. So he leaves him on his own for quite extended periods of time. Hmm. I think Finney he says at one point, I'm, star- I'm starving, doesn't he? He says, like, I'm starving, you've got to give me something. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll come down with something soon. Don't I, worry got, I can't bring you any wet eggs for a bit, all right? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I broke all my eggs, remember? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the phone rings, but I think the initial few times he answers the phone, there's like a bit of static. It kind of sounds like someone's lifted the receiver the other end, but you can't quite, you can't hear anything. There's no voices or anything like that, is there? Yeah. But eventually he does get through and it's... um. He, although he doesn't remember his own name until Finney reminds him. It's only Bruce on the other line. Climbing out, Bruce. Uh, yeah, again, like, th- th- there's a few ways you can look at this. It could be Finney, like, having, it's a coping mechanism. He knows it could his all friends be in the serial killer's head. It could <laughs> all be in his head. According to that man. Yeah. Um, but what, what it acts as is, is a way for us to get a little bit of information about what happened to them, but also it helps Finney kind of work out how he could potentially escape. Although it's weird because he goes through like there's peaks and troughs, isn't there, where he's kind of hopeful. Okay, I can maybe find out this. And then he's like super depressed about the whole situation because he's like, if they didn't survive, Bruce and Robin, who were like strong physically and, yeah. and determined, how am I supposed to survive? Um even that, even that whole vibe of a guy stuck somewhere who's trying to get out, a person stuck somewhere who's trying to get out of that situation with the help of of voices is Stephen Kingy as well with like Gerald's mm. game and yeah, that says it Gerald's gamey Gerald's talking game, to himself. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit like the movie Room, but with a supernatural yeah. edition. Have you seen Room? No, have I? Mm. No, I haven't actually. Yeah. But- yeah, that's good. It's uh, so, uh, yeah, similar sort of vibes, but it's, it's very, very tense uh, at times as well. And I think that that's what this film does well is yeah. is the sort of so, tense nature of. 
we'll, we'll talk about it as it comes through. But lovely little, lovely little puzzle box. This game is it all comes together. You know what? It, you know how it all works. Gave me yeah, big, yeah. big, big feeling of the signs. This is proper. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna all, say. Yeah. All the little pieces. They all come. Loads, loads of little yeah. established pieces that don't quite work out for him are all kind of used in tandem as a as a means yeah. to. Do we yeah. think um so later on we'll find out that the ghosts are all kind of planning this are they because they just want to kill the yeah the ghost, it's not for you the ghost the are, yeah the ghosts are pissed off with the grabber right for killing them yeah yeah and it's almost like he's killed enough people now that they can all work together to yeah to help out his latest victim and take him down um if you were to kill one person less maybe he would have go away with it but no yeah but um so the grabber sorry what's bruce's bit of advice for Vinny? what does he he says that there's a floor tile oh yeah yeah so uh, that's what i like as well is that a lot of them keep repeating certain things isn't it Mm. it's almost like them in their state of wherever they are between life and death it's almost like a a memory or an echo of of who they who they were in their final moments or in that connection they've got to Vinny, which was you know that's yeah. why they don't know their name yeah. and why they can sort of only only bring forth a few pieces of information like this piece of information is there's a floor tile underneath that floor tile there's some big old big old I've been digging you can dig a Shawshank redemption style tunnel and get your ass out of there but I only got but they all failed obviously so Bruce says I only got as far as what does he say you had to go did, down only did dead. a bit of it but I yeah I didn't he didn't didn't seem to have dig managed to dig very much out did he because finney's flushing that toilet loads again none at all because it seemed it really does seem like the grabber has just reset everything it's like this whole this whole room is reset at the end like it's just the next day a day sequence and then like an escape room it's like well better put this back to normal put this tile painstakingly back in place yeah because it's like it looks old the tile but he breaks it so i'm like that's weird so what does he do with the tiles? So he just starts digging. Oh, and he, put, he, he had some there's some rugs as well and he covers it up. Yeah, when, so he's, uh, yeah, he's dug a pit and he puts the puts the carpet over it, but he's basically dug as far as he can yeah. dig. Yeah. he's dug like a pit and he's flushing the dirt down the toilet. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah the grabbers listening upstairs going, Blooming hell. Didn't think I was feeding you that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily eggs going right through him. You know why those eggs are wet, don't you? And we know this. We know why because LL Cool J told us at the end of Deep Rising, he used milk in his eggs, and that makes them runny. Deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. That's got what your I'm deep. Go your deeps. Uh, deep. you know get, get your get your nautical uh, your nautical horrors sorted. Well, nautical get, late get night your eggs sorted, mate. <laughs> <laughs> add a bit of milk to it. Add a bit of milk to it. And sometimes just a whole pint of water to make them extra sloppy. <laughs> Disgusting. You don't want any wet eggs. Don't want wet no. eggs. Yeah. I, um, I think about around about the same time, the police are searching for Finney. Uh, what's her name? Gwen is doing extra praying and she's having little, she's having sleep. She's having nightmares. <laughs> she's having sleep dreams. She's having, sleep dreams. <laughs> she's having a little out with a few clues, right? Jesus a few clues, yeah. Clues. So she can see, she's seen like the front door of him sort of banging inside. Uh, yeah. So she's getting, she's piecing it together. Jesus is helping her out. 
and, and I she think speaks around... to her dad, doesn't she? And he kind he, he explains that her mom used to think she saw things from her dreams, mm-hmm. and it eventually led her to kill herself. Yeah. But he's almost Which like is... he believes that. But when Gwen says, "I see things as well," he's like, "No, you don't. Don't be stupid." I think the dad, I think, in, in a low key way, he he comes round in one of these scenes. It might not be this one; it might be the next yeah. one. But she says, "I need to talk to you about it," and she says, mm-hmm. "Like, even if." It's like that. Isn't it good if it helps me, if it helps us stay thin? And then you see yeah. she's looking out the passenger side of the car. So the dad appears he's driving, to her around, yeah. he's driving around to help her to help her look. Yeah. 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 She, I mean, and she's helping the police, you know, they're pretty. Yeah, they've they're come just, around to ask her for some clues. They're pretty useless, to be fair. And I think even. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spoil it. We'll get we'll get to it. But they don't seem to be getting anywhere with the case until until she goes, hang on a minute. What about this? So yeah, <laughs> do you want the actual address? Yes, please, little girl. Um, <laughs> that's cheating. Uh, and then after this is, so I think the grabber brings Finney those wet eggs, and then he leaves the door ajar. Which obviously initially Finney's like, "Oh my god, he's left the door open." What we're gonna How do? bloody amateur again? <laughs> amateur. But then fairly quickly, another phone call arrives from a guy called Billy, who's like a newspaper boy, and he says. Don't go upstairs. He's left the door open on purpose. This is a game. If you go up there, he'll attack you and he'll beat you to an inch of your life. He'll belt you. He'll belt you to an inch of your life. Because he's almost like saying, I didn't say you could leave the basement. So there we go. Yeah. Is that because of the bad boy game? It comes, he calls it it the baboon box, the bad boy game later on. But now he just goes, it's a trap. Don't go upstairs. Yeah. Finney doesn't believe him. He still goes to the edge of the stairs and then thinks better of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, but like, listen... at what point does he trigger that cutscene when he's going to beat him up? Like, yeah. Oh, that's the fourth <laughs> trigger point. Yeah. Trigger the cutscene. You must be able to hear his heavy breathing because he's like sat there on a chair in the kitchen with his shirt undone and yeah, muscular it... as you like. He looks like a, a glazed ham. He's well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he did look. You can hear his physically... sweaty stomach, but you can hear his gut. <laughs> Skin <laughs> sizzling. I'm gonna get wait for the naughty boy game. You wait. Yeah. yeah, he's ready to absolutely thump him if he goes upstairs. He's got his belt off. He's got his shirt off. He's ready to really go ham on this kid. Yeah. Um, Imagine is he dis- do you think he's disappointed when uh when he doesn't come upstairs? Oh, he seems to play the big boy game. He seems he seems to fall asleep every time, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he seems a little bit vexed by it. And I think he explains in a later one and the, the voices tell him the phone, he doesn't know what to do because you haven't tried to Yeah, you haven't you haven't, yeah. you haven't, you haven't tried anything. So it's he like know how to work. If you haven't done it, you, you, you haven't he is not, he can't beat you and he wants to beat you at the He needs you to be a bad boy before he can treat you as and like beat you like a baboon. It, I mean like all in like circles, they all have like certain like not it's like triggers, a power dynamic thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they have certain preferences, I guess, for for how yeah. they want the, the the game or the situation to play out. So he yeah. he's trying to get Finney to play into that, isn't he? Um, I tell you what, this gives yeah. me between this one as good a time to say it as any, especially with the new one. Very Batmany vibes from from this film. I feel like. Both Ethan Hawke's performance as the grabber and just oh, the whole yeah. tone and the grabber make a great Batman villain. The whole the whole tone yeah. and theme of the entire thing. 
Yeah. Basically, if Batman comes, if Batman came and rescued the boy at the end, this is a Batman short story. Yeah. Also, yeah. Where is he? And also, like the, the whole the vibe uh, in Batman, he's always got, it's like piecing a plan together that we don't quite see throughout the series, and then there's always like uh, in a comic anyway. At the end, we see how it all comes together, and Batman knew how it was all going to play out. Yeah. Like he knew what he was actually doing. <laughs> yeah. called, the film's called The Bat Phone. <laughs> <laughs> Where Batman you say, the address, oh, but he's phoning it. a good name game. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't think his name Alfred? The grabber. Yeah, I think oh, wow. I think it, I think his name is Alfred, and the it's all coming together. Story, yeah. Um. So he gets like a bit of cable, bit of a length of cable or something from. The paper, uh, the paper, paper boy. boys. Story. He's also a Batman villain. The yeah. paper boy just throws papers at people's heads and knocks them off. <laughs> yeah, because we get a little. There's like these weird little twisted, you know, say dream sequences where it shows um, how these people were kidnapped in like and sixteen then... millimeter film or whatever it is. Yeah, and it looks like the sinister, sinister. sequences. Sinister, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works. So it really, really works. And also. The fact that we get like a little insight into the boys' lives before they were grabbed, and we know that how they ended up, it adds like a little element of like tragedy to the to the whole thing. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Especially when in this sequence, like the dogs running round of him while he does his paper round, and then oh, when yeah. the grabber gets it, the dogs just sat there like going, "Well, what do I do now then?" Yeah, right. that that dog couldn't have threatened being grabbed, obviously because he used a magic trick to get him. Just conjure, you know, like when you hold a towel up and then drop it if you've gone. That's what they do with the <laughs> balloons. Got those balloons out and just shielded him being being robbed. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So he gets so, he pulls yeah. a little bit of cable out from the wall, um, and essentially uses it to try and climb up to the bars on the. There's a high window in this basement, mm-hmm. and he tries to climb up to there. And you know, we un- we feel the struggle in this moment when he's like trying to, and he's learning, you know, he's, he's trying to climb up initially, can't do it. Then he sort of hooks his foot, manages to get up. Uses the, uses like the, the carpet rolls as a tube. That's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> I'd have just been like, I'd have just been there. Like, I wonder if I throw this a hundred times, I'll eventually yeah. get it through. <laughs> and just the carpet is right next to you. Keep looking at it and then going back and front and throwing it again. Yeah. yeah, I'd never put that together. I feel like I'd get so frustrated I would be able to kill the grabber though. If I'd been if he'd come if he'd come <laughs> down and just caught me doing it, what are you doing? Playing the bad boy game, trying to mate, I have been I am so fucked off having to throw this thing to <laughs> me. You are dead. Come here, you are dead. Get, take his <laughs> mask off and put it on yourself. Right, you lasso him with the cable. Yeah. <laughs> having, got, having got so good at uh, rope <laughs> <Yeah>. tricks. <laughs> Um, I don't remember how it plays out. I guess it, he, he, pull, he pulls he pulls the bars he off the, the window. The, he yanks the sort of cattle grid that's over the window down. Yeah. But what he kind of sees is he sees like where he is. I guess not obviously no details, but you can kind of see that he's on the street and um yeah like, yeah. And then I think that I think that is when Gwen has the dream of him. Uh, no, I think she dreams of Billy being abductive, and then, then that's when she talks to her dad about it. Yeah, and they're out looking. The yeah. next day, the grabber brings him down his wet eggs and appetizer and <laughs> says, oh, are you going to tell me your name? I've been thinking about letting you go. Um, do you think I he's never thinking about letting him go? Or... No, but this is no. horrendous, like little mind trick, isn't it? Yeah. 
it's yeah. a horrendous mind trip. But it's also like doing something that projects him being morally wrong onto the kid. Like, oh, you didn't tell me your name. Oh, what's your name? Oh, you're lying to me. Bloody lying. I was going to yeah, let you go. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I'm oh, going to get you in the paper. Yeah. yeah, gaslighting. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh yeah, yes. I was, um, I was, yeah, like, oh, I, I always, and he get, you know, the creepy, he kind of admits to the murders now, right? Because he's like, oh, I always find out the names eventually. You get a lovely thing in the paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is horrible, though, because in a way, like being kept down there, like indefinitely, like, what's easier to cope with like that or just not knowing if he's going to kill you at any moment? Yeah, and like, also there's a vague undertone of sexual threat because he goes, oh, don't worry. You, I'm never going to make you do anything that you won't enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he says, if you touch me, that's when he says, if you touch me, I'll we'll fuck you up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm livid from trying to thread this rope. Yeah. Um, so he comes down and goes, all right, then. Tell, tell us your name then. What's your name? He goes, oh, Billy Madison. And he goes, <laughs> Billy Madison. What? He knows he's caught him out in a lie. A liar. And he goes, right. I was just starting to like you, but now have your eggs on the floor, mate. Yeah. Be all gritty, to, like, gritty eggs. Shovel. And he's obviously so hungry that he has to shovel them up onto the plate and eat Oh, them God. And it's full of dirt and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of roughage. He needs his energy. Yeah. Um, but- for digging and stuff, for digging and everything else he needs to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And around about this time is when we see the police officers doing door-to-door stuff, and then they stumble across a guy who um, invites him in. He's got a theory. Yeah, he's like, invites oh, him in. Yeah. And he's got like yeah. a he's got like a a wall of of research, and he's trying to pin. He's got a map. I mean, he is, isn't wrong. Like he does kind of he like narrows down the area of where the grabber yeah. must be operating from. And they're like, yeah, whatever, you silly sausage. But let, we're going to actually listen to this telepathic girl instead. We think we know yeah. who to listen to. And Thank you very much. We have a specialist on this already. It's a little girl with powers from Jesus. Is she on the payroll? No, no, we can't do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not legally allowed to employ anyone under 18. So, yeah. It's like college sports. You're not allowed Pretty to make any money. Yeah. <laughs> So they've got her, but they don't want his answers. Now, do you think they've already discounted his answers or do you think it's his table full of cocaine that puts them off? It's yeah. his table full of cocaine, isn't it? Um, so he but- says he says he's he's not even from there. He says, I'm not from here. Stay with my brother. Uh, and then they're like, you should probably tidy up before he gets back. And then, yeah. Too fair to his brother. He does, he does tidy up that cocaine. Gets the old yeah. Hoover out. The old face Hoover. <laughs> Henry Hoover. Yeah. It's the Henry out. What a great guy. <laughs> Does this smell like cocaine to you? Waste not one. Waste not one dot. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh no. By the way, when when so when we introduced him and then after he's done his bit, the screen, the camera like zooms down and it kind of transitions into the basement. Did you under at the time did you think, oh, he's above the basement where Finney is. Or did you mean that was just a creative transition? A transition. I I think I was 50-50 initially, but then yeah. I was like, but then I was like, but why would they do that? Because it, it kind of really drills home the fact that he's there. You and then I was like, it. but how? And then I was thinking, but how? How is that possible? How could that be happening? I was thinking, mm. oh yeah, I remember Baby When You're Gone with Brian Adams and Mel C. 
That's what they do a little music on that. Even food don't taste that good. Yeah, so they do that. They do baby when you can. Um, obviously, they couldn't because set in the seventies, missed opportunity. Set that in the late nineties, and you've got yourself a got yourself a musical interlude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's underneath um, that house, and we don't. It's kind of strange because we don't at this point know. I think it's been revealed in the film that his brother is staying over there. Right. This is where we find out. You're confused for a moment. It's like, hang on, that's not the grabber. It's a different yeah. actor. We find out a little bit late, like very shortly after that, it's his brother. And then I was but, thinking, oh, maybe um, it's just not. Uh, then I was thinking, maybe it's not his house. He's like, hiding them in someone else's house. Yeah. Maybe he's next door or something. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. But yeah, we. Um, I, I guess we now have a conceit for why the grabber has been busy and can't come down all the time. Well. Why Finney gets entire days to dig or loop cord. Yeah. Loop cord or yeah. my nickname at school. Uh, but so this, this one, Finney gets the call um, and the, the, I can't remember who it is at this time, but they're saying... Is this from the, the brother from Stranger Things, the bully brother, phones him co- up? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think... You mean like the, no, that's, the bully that's guy? That's a bit... That's a bit later, isn't it? Yeah. This is the guy I who's like, there's think... a combination lock. And oh, yeah, little boy. Asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, because so... he uses his bike lock to lock the door. Griffin, I think he's called. So Griffin, and he shows him, a co- so he says there's a combination to a lock, which is on the door upstairs. But he also says, because the grandpa tries to play the Naughty Boy game again, he's ever so keen to play that game. Um, and then he says, the grabber's not been sleeping well, and he's actually dozed off upstairs in the seat. So there's no time better to go than right now. Here's the combination. And he sort of says, is the combination these numbers or is it these numbers? And he's like, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's on the wall. It's written on the wall, isn't yeah. it? It's written on the wall, but because it's one of the sort of rotational, like, safe locks. So it's not just that. Maybe it's a US UK thing because I feel like our combination locks are all just a number, right? That you plug in. Mm. But I know that if, I think if this is maybe like films have taught me anything, it's that you get like safe tumblers and you have to turn to one number and then the other, like Resident Evil locks. This is like just like a game finding finding like a code for something written on a wall, like behind a bit yeah, of why, wallpaper. Why maybe. would he write that on the wall? No, I'd forget it if I became a ghost and lost my memory. So I've written it on the wall. Oh, board. yeah. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah. Uh, good thinking. So uh, this is obviously, um, uh, this is like the tent, the most tense part of the film. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It was pretty. With the dog know. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he like sneaks upstairs, sneaks past a grabber who's asleep in the kitchen. And then he's like trying to get. He's obviously trying to put the code in while we get classic man. Man is asleep and we don't want to wake him up stuff. Reminded me of like um, Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk or something. Yeah. Like yeah. a s- sleeping giant. Uh, don't wake the bloody giant. Would you have been tempted if you'd been, if that had been you escaping from the grabber? You go to the kitchen. If it says more about me, I'd have put the gas on. So I was going first. <laughs> What, what waste his energy this, bills. This is what <laughs> I, it's gonna really cost him. This, this is what I thought. I mean, obviously, gonna fuck with me. It's gonna cost you big. He's got so access when, to the when, when the gas man comes down. I'll shout from down in the basement. 
Yeah. I'm down here. Um, also, he's got answers to the kitchen. Just take a find a sharp knife, stick it straight in his neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Wiggle it around a bit. Yeah. But no, I suppose he just wants to <laughs> put his wallet in the fridge so he begins to think he's losing his mind. Oh, no. Put this in there. Oh, no. I've got to stop kidnapping kids. Losing <laughs> it. I'm losing um, it. But yeah, and he does manage to escape. But in the exact moment, they like, the lock like clicks open. A dog in another room starts going mad. And obviously, then Grabber wakes up and then somehow Finney... unlocks the dog's vocal cords at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> on the same circuit. Arr? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, the dog. Dog's kicking off. Mm. Um, he runs down the street, but it's obviously not in a neighborhood watch area. The neighbors are not nosy enough. Yeah, not nosy enough. No, so he's obviously he's he's running down the road shouting, isn't he? Shouting help. Yeah, so he uh, slips on some run, broken eggs. Running down the road, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, bloody elder grabber! This grabber is going to get me and being grabbed as we speak, lads." I don't want to get like grabbed a, again. A security light on the house opposite clicks on or something. A couple of porch lights come on. Yeah. And obviously that is one step away. So the neighbours in a couple of houses think, right, I'll put the porch light on. For any more disturbances, I'll actively look outside. For the next 30 seconds, they're on yellow alert. <laughs> yellow <laughs> alert. <laughs> weep, 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 weep. <laughs> yeah, it's on searching. Yeah, meanwhile, the grabber's whispering to him while that music track's going on, saying, like, if you say anything, I'm going to stab you up and I'm going to choke you with your guts. Do oh. it, then! Stabbing me up would have been enough. I'd, I'd, I'd stop shouting for that. Um, Do it, then. I'd, 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 I'd rather take that and get nonced by you. Just kill me. Oh, but he doesn't nonce him, but after the porch lights go off, he does give him an absolute thumping. Oh, oh yeah. He gives him a yeah. straight straight he... right to the, to the <laughs> good, grill. Good night, Gracie. Although he, his face is fine. You would have thought you had a big fist-shaped hole in his head. <laughs> but he's all right. Yeah, and then after that, he's recaptured. He's pretty like despondent. He's pretty. He's played the bad boy. He's yeah. played the bad boy game now. Now it's now it's on. Isn't yeah, there like but... a? There's a couple of bits here. I think I feel like we've missed with some of these ghosts where they've like been. We've seen them physically there now. Yeah. And it's like so a feel... couple of like jump scary bits where they mm. fly off into the corner, into the shadows and stuff. It's creepy stuff. Yeah, There's a bit with good Billy. Lady. Yeah, he's like floating around in the room, all bloody. Oh, yeah, dripping blood. Yeah, yeah, because there's a drip noise, isn't there? And I think initially I was like, okay, he's found a leak or something, and he's going to try and somehow use that find, to his advantage, all right? Yeah, he found a leak, and he's like, yum. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a, it's noise. like it's a it's a dripping ghost. <laughs> yeah, a, dri- a, a drippy ghost that. Is it? Does he point to the? He says, oh, he points at the phone, doesn't he?" When he sees him, he goes, oh, answer that, will you?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then he's runs. talking at the same time as the ghost's mouth moving or something. Okay. Yeah. I really like the stuff where also in the flashbacks. I oh, know it was when in Gwen's. Is the name Gwen? In Gwen's yeah. dreams, which he's sat in the with the ghosts. They're talking yeah. as if they're on the using the same stuff that you say when they're on the phone to yeah yeah I I really like the way it's all connected like that it's it good it's really a well. really good symmetry in those bits yeah. sure it's good because their voices are all crackly as well like they're on the phone it's not like yeah when they're in the yeah. same room very effective yeah but mm. the next phone uh, call he gets is from bully and bully and hardass pretty much 
with a different name and blonde instead of brown hair, the mean brother from Stranger Things season three. Yeah, a this bit like that. But... Insane. He like knife. He like writes his name on someone with a knife. Like he's got a top score on their stomach. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, yeah, it's weird because it's like he was a victim of of this guy as well. Um, but yeah, it's almost like he's telling him what to do, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for helping me." He's like, "What? Shut up!" This is helping you. Yeah. No, this this yeah. is like a loud like because it's gone through like whispered conversations, and then it's like the then it just gets really shouty and loud at this bit. You right? He says like, "Oh, thanks for helping me." He goes, "Oh, I'm not helping you. Fuck this guy, basically." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. And he and he tells him to smash his way through the wall. And when he gets there's like a uh, a store storage room, isn't there? And he basically crawls through the back of a freezer. You sit in the freezer. Yeah, and by the time you get through there, and it's full of steaks. This is obviously relevant as well. Pulling all the steaks out, smashing the wall to bits. Um, he's going to be fuming. The grabber. He's going to have to get a B and Q slash home base again. Well, he's going to have yeah. to get food shopping. If you take all of his steaks out of the freezer, oh, in What's the, the mood for eat? in the mood for a lovely steak. Hang on a minute, I got a sworn head loads. I had loads of steaks in there and cling film. Nope. Better get down um, the shops. But yeah, it looks like the grabber has learned his lesson because he's put a lock on the freezer. So when he tries to crawl through it, can't get out. Yeah. He's devastated. And it is just like one of those scenarios where you're like, oh, all these new ideas of ways to escape and they're just getting shut off and a brick wall's getting put up in front of him every time. It's frustrating. He says, that's the, when he cries he says today's and... the day, right? Yeah, he says today's the day. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Today's the day it's going to happen. Like, you're out of time. And then, yeah, yeah. he's sitting there and he's crying because he like can't get out of the freezer. Chance. And he gets one more phone call from one final ghostie. And it's only yeah. his mate. It's his, uh, it's his friend. It's Robin. It's yeah. Robin, the, the hard ass. So he teaches him. We talked about this. I don't know if it's on the call. Or it's before we started. Before. Yeah. To, to well, pack the phone with dirt for one. And then for your move set. He teaches him one move set. Uh, dive forward, then back. Dive forward, then back. And then swing, swing in with a... With lift a phone the phone up here. first. Lift the phone it's up. It's for you. <laughs> uh yeah, lift the phone up, forward back, forward back, smash. Yeah. That's it. It's like a combo. It's like a combo on a uh, Street Fighter that yeah. you need to learn. That's a good and that's a good powerful move. That's your special. The phone, the phone wallop, phone thump. Yeah. Pack the phone yeah. full of dirt. Uh um, and this is the last call we're gonna get. And he they reminisce a little bit. Still. It's for you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, they reminisce a bit, and then we see Robin dead, Robin like a ghosty. Well, this is the thing, but the ghosties we see, I don't think Finney ever sees them, does he? No, he I think I think it's for us as the audience. But this bit's a really good yeah. one because like they they do this whole thing where you see Robin quite a lot, and he's the only part, with the exception of Bruce, who we saw, but we don't see him as a ghost, really. Yeah. We see him kind of standing behind him. Maybe we did talk about it because he's a lot like Splinter, the rat when he's training. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's 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 doing his training, and then as he finishes talking to him, and they have like a little bit of a heart to heart where he gives him a final pep talk, which is where he says, "So I'm not a fighter like you." He says, "You are. I've seen you fight. You can, 
take licks yeah. like the best of them. You never, you never give up. You always get back up. You just have to stand up for yourself. He's like Homer day. when he goes boxing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, when he God. punches that fly and takes his <laughs> hand up, and the fly buzzes away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you can, you can, but he can really take a take a paste in, and he keeps going. And I like the little heart to heart moment we have at the end. It says, "Oh, you know, this is why, you know, you don't leave your friend. You don't leave your friends behind. This is why my my dad never left his friends behind, and that's why he didn't come back from the war. Uh, and now I'm, and it's too late for me, but I can still not leave you behind. And then, mm-hmm. as he finishes that conversation, he ever so subtly goes from where he's, he's been the... standing, he goes into the corner, and eventually just becomes nothing on the wall. Oh, ah, yeah, that's good. Really that's... good, really yeah. good. Because he walks into the corner, and I think Finn kind of covers him up briefly as the camera moves, and then when we see the corner yeah. again, he's gone. Yeah, it was good. It was and he kind of reveals, doesn't he, that that he's going to come any time now because he's worried his brother's going to work it out because he knows his brother's the generation's greatest detective. Yeah. yeah. He's a Columbo. So at this point, Gwen thing. is now on the bike because she's seen the tree outside the front of the house. Yeah. She's she on the bike. I think she's the door number. Yeah. So she's biking around looking for it and she finds it and that's when she gets her own little jump scare. We see the ghost in front of her and she falls off. Mm. Um, but then she goes to find the police, I think, to, to tell them to come around. Yeah, and she's an official police uh, consultant now. Yeah. She phones them and says, yeah, can you uh, come round? Um, and that's exactly what they do. However, at the same time, the grabber's brother, the snatcher, um, snatches up all the cocaine, the sniffer. He's having go. a coca- cocaine epiphany in this moment. He's like, he, I've done so he, much cocaine that I've worked it out. I can see the Matrix at last. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's looking at the map and he suddenly realises our house is in there and he sort of pauses. Is he going to look in the basement? And then he doesn't. And then he does. Meanwhile, the grabbers at B&Q, it's all coming to a head. We know all this stuff's going to happen anytime now. I had a horrible feeling that the grabber's brother, the sniffer, was going to go down and Finn was going to bash him with the phone. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. It was setting it up perfectly for that. Yeah. I thought the door was just, I thought he's going to be stood at the door, he's going to open the door, bang. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did so... anyone get any misery vibes at this point? Where like, oh, the here, savior's here. And then just oh, at, yeah. at, at, 100%. At, at, on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And just as they're about to save him. Misery get... and the shining and then... as well. You know, finally yeah. travels all the way there. <laughs> Literally walks in. That was funny. Yeah. Horrible, absolutely horrible. But yeah, <sighs> films like this just have a way of just this is the thing when these when films like this are made really well, they kind of dangle that little carrot of hope in front of you, even though like part of you knows surely things are going to be all right in the end, but maybe they're not, you know, based on the genre. It dangles the little carrot of hope and then snatches it away at the last second when you grabs ah! it away. Yeah, grabs it away, dirty grabber. It's a uh, yeah. The bit when the brother has come down and Finney doesn't bash him. He comes in and he's like, "Blumin' L knew he was the grabber. Tell you what, I've sorted this. I've sorted this out." And he's like, "You've got to get me out of here, man." And he goes, "Don't worry, kid. Niche reference. It reminds me of." <laughs> 
an old Aaron Hansen Ego Raptor video about Ninja Gaiden where the strategy guide is talking to him. Don't worry, pal. Uh, and, then, and then he gets like an axe in the back of the head. I like it. You said niche reference and then literally dropped a very, very niche reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it gets um, axed in the head, which was the obviously the shocking moment. And the grabber has done that thing again where he's like, look what you made me do. It's like, it was literally nothing to do with Finney. He was just chilling down there with his phone packed full of dirt. But then he immediately knows it's go time. And it's, this is the science moment, right? Because everything not, you know, and it's this, how long is this film? It's not much more than a tight 90, right? It's not that long. Yeah. I feel like he set these extra things up as well though, right? Or if they yeah, but, just but line... it's, but it's every piece of the puzzle that's come together so it's his it's the cable that he used to climb early. he's made that into a he's made that into a trip wire he's packed the phone with dirt he's home um, alone he's home alone the shit out of this basement yeah he's home alone this little thing i guess the element he hasn't expected is that um in preparation for playing the bad boy game the grabber has brought his dog down yeah oh god that would be annoying wouldn't it That'd be a, just an extra element to it. Really, like, oh my god! This is a ferocious-looking dog. It's like a blooming panther. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, but also, like, you worry in these moments when there's been such build-up to all these things. You think, ah, oh, is he just going to get overpowered like in seconds? And then it's like, oh god. But no, he does. It manages to come together pretty well. Obviously, he doesn't hit him with the phone, or does he try hit him with the phone and he kind of just holds him off? He, he kind of like sidesteps him and he runs around. I forget how he eventually how he originally dodges. Does he use his torch pen again in the beginning? Or I don't remember yeah. how he sidesteps him to begin with, but basically he is tricked into chasing him down the alleyway um, to the little toilet room he's had. He trips over the And it's the quite a deep wire. hole now as well, isn't it? It's a deep Into hole the into the hole, onto the grate, but he like, yeah, snaps his, his ankle. Yeah, I mean that couldn't have worked any better, could it? Really, yeah. <laughs> that's worked ideally. Or, yeah. or while this is happening as well, um, Gwen is leading the police to where she thinks it is, and you think it's one of those moments of oh, what did it, what did this remind me of? Saw two, very, where the saw two, where the time isn't right. He goes, oh no, yeah, yeah found yeah, him. Yeah. This and I was like, oh no, it's going to be some Christopher Nolan time slip. And his sister was yeah. looking for him a year later, and yeah. he's going to be dead. Uh, he's going to be dead. Yeah, it was something like that where you think it's yeah. all coming to a head, but no, the police end up in an empty house, and then this fight continues. Uh, and while he's in the hole, the grabber he just starts wailing on him with the phone full of dirt. Absolutely, yeah. He uses the phone on him, and then finally gets him in like a he goes oh i've got a finishing move in mind and he gets him in the wrestling move that um that robin did earlier but with a phone call yeah. like it looks like with it. charlotte flair's move which is called oh, what's it called i can't remember but she does a thing where she turns it does a, fr- a front a forward roll over someone and almost like does a sort of neck breaker thing yeah uh, it's called the black phone that, now you black called the black phone but he uses she, she uses the cord could he do that i don't know if he could actually break his neck but then oh, no. i guess things got in, in the 70s people built electronics <laughs> to last there's not that um built-in um obsolescence in them now you want a phone to last forever that would be adamantium wire well before he, ki- he kills him as well obviously all the voices we see all these repeated words from all of the 
ghosts as well all the things they're saying and, and again it is very signs where all the things they say are like relevant to this particular moment like, like today's the day a... motherfucker and today's the day yeah because he says it's for you and he puts the phone to the to the grabber's oh. ear and he and he hears it yeah that, that's that's a brilliant he's like that kid's gonna grow up to be arnold schwarzenegger because he's like it's for you so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're fired and then <laughs> and then he get and then he yeah, they, they, he snaps his neck and then at the same time the police have realised they found all the dead bodies um, and then Finney steps out from over the road. He goes, when else and a murder's in there. Yeah, so obviously Gwen was sat, uh, sat outside the house that they were finding. You think they've looked in the wrong place or some something horrible is going to happen, but no, it's across the street and Finney just stumbles out all shell-shocked. You never believe what I've been going through. It's an absolute nightmare of a day <laughs> or a few days. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked because you could have got away with panning up to the sky and finishing the film there. Mm. But I liked it that you got some payoff to the other characters. You know, we get a tiny little bit of explanation where the police chief has come out and said, Oh, I'll pass you on now to hear from things. And you get the dad coming back and he's like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, asks his kids to forgive him and is happy that they're all together again. Um I'm sorry that I dealt with the shit out of you. Yeah, sorry, I sorry I didn't believe you had psychic powers and, and hit you with a belt and was a was an alcoholic for a while. I'm better now. There's a weird bit where the TV reporters are saying to detectives, why don't you tell us exactly how you brilliantly solved this yeah. crime? And they're just they're like, Well, we started <laughs> that they, they're just about to take full credit for every single bit of a of uh, yeah. investigation, even though they did nothing, they did absolutely did nothing. There. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed to go home and tell my significant other or or, or family that I just solved a big case because I'd be like, really? I mean, what, what else would they, I mean? I guess when we asked this like psychic girl on the estate to, uh, we asked this little ask psychic Jesus, girl, she gets the messages directly procedure. from Jesus. She's yeah. got quite a casual relationship with Jesus, though. On Daisy doesn't send a clue. She's like, what the fuck, Jesus? Come yeah. On. Jesus, yeah. you're tight. Yeah. Uh, you are being a bit tight we... on these clues, Jesus. Maybe don't make them quite so cryptic. I'm a little kid. I'm a little kid. <laughs> and then Finney goes back to school and everyone's kind of looking at him going, there's a guy who killed the grabber with a twisted net breaker from hell. Uh, and then he sits in class next to his crush and she's like, just talks right. to him like nothing's happened. She just goes, all right, bloody hell. And well, then he screams. Gets like part time here or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you part time or something? And then she and he hits her with a dirt filled phone and it ends. <laughs> oh. um, in many ways, that relationship ruined. She'd be like, Oh, do you want to give me a call sometime? Again, if it was a modern film, they could have done Call Me Maybe to finish it on. Yeah. <laughs> Carly Ray Jepsen piping in. Call me on the black phone. Call me on the black phone. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I have uh, some name game for you if you're oh, up for I... it. Yeah, that's very nice. They don't have the bat phone, unfortunately. I blew it. Uh... I wasted it. But that's a good one. Uh, so the first one is about a boy who's abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement uh, where he's forced to dance to a never ending basement phone party. God, no. God. <laughs> the, the, the black phone. The black phone. I don't know why it's black. <laughs> Licorice flavoured, maybe. It's all the roughage in the, in the basement. Yeah. 
Uh, the next one, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving messages in the form of poetry from a duck just outside the window. The, the quack. The quack. Poem. Quack, quack poem. Quack poem. Quack poem. The quack poem. Quack poem. And this last one, uh, it's like that TV show Sex Box, if you've ever seen it, but instead of a, instead of a box, it's a big, round, cylindrical building. And it's full of cockneys. Wait, a big round cylindrical, cylindrical building. building, like the O2 Arena. The dome, the and it's uh, it's full of cockneys, and it's like the TV show the Sex Box. I don't know what that is. Oh, the fact dome. <laughs> the fact dome. The fact dome. dome. Okay. Um. <laughs> You got any off the top of the? I dome? mean, you could you could have gone could have gone fat dome as well. Yep. It's just the just boys with their hands fat dome. Yeah, the fat um, dome. Um, a kid is <laughs> a kid is kidnapped. Uh, ends up in a basement with a tiny little porcelain man who's really bad at being his namesake. Tiny porcelain, porcelain man. Porcelain man. Something, the, 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 the bad clone? <laughs> why is he porcelain? porcelain? A tiny little porcelain man, or not necessarily porcelain, um, that would usually be in a garden. No. Oh, the, the, the cack gnome. Nearly. Some, another word for bad. The crap gnome. Crap the, gnome. Whack, the whack gnome. The whack gnome. Very good. That was off the top of the day. But I can um, apologise for that. Let me see if I've got one. Okay, so... Uh, young boy Finney is kidnapped by the notorious serial killer, the Grabber. Um, his only hope of escape is a series of telephone conversations he has with 90s rap star Mark Morrison. Uh, oh, Mark Morrison. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... How, what would Mark Morrison use to phone someone? Oh, God. The... I can only think so. The, it's obviously the Mac. You can hard bit. It's the Mac phone. That's how we. Oh, the Mac it. phone. I was like the Mac return of. Yeah. Use the, the return Mac. of the Mac. Use yeah. the Mac phone to call him. Ask oh, the Mac phone. There we go. Do his very name. <laughs> well done. You all got five out of five. Well we all did it. Well done, everybody. So we need to score the film now. Rate good or rate bad? Hmm. I um, kind of feel like it's really good. Mm. I feel like it's pretty much spot on. Like I can't think of any flaws in it. I know some, people, some of the reviews are saying um, uh, it's a bit hokey, I guess, with some of the, the kid stuff and that, but I thought it was all really good. Um, I mean, mm. I'm even like thinking like a minus kind of territory. Ooh. I mean, it's just. Well, I guess one one down note is that it does feel like it's it's um, repeating lots of things that have been from other films and elements and Stephen King's Ridge Four, but it is doing them all quite. It feels very fresh still, and it's still mm. very enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give a minus. Very good, wow. Ben. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it does anything particularly wrong. I just think um, it feels 
like a greatest hits thing. There's a lot of stuff that's familiar yeah. that feels like it was reminding me of stuff. You know, it was reminding me of it. It was reminding me of Room. It was reminding me of you know probably, probably like dozens of things, but it still fits together really nicely. I like the way things, everything all came together, and it gave me the the signs vibe. And I think that's one of the reasons I like that film so much is because I enjoyed the. It feels like attention to detail and all of these minor plot points and things that all come together. I'll probably go for a B plus because mm. I, mean, I don't really know why. I feel like do you know do you know the scenes that felt like they should have been really tense? Mm. I just I wasn't quite there with it. I wasn't quite as like oh my god shit quick get that lock open oh god oh. I was a bit like I don't know I wasn't quite there. But still I'm not I'm not shitting on it at all. I think it's a very well made film, a very satisfying ending, great performances all around. As I said from the two young leads as well i was i mean i know you call ethan hawk young <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> he's uh the fact that you don't see his face ageless ageless stranger um all, all very good i'd like to see it again i just think uh, maybe mm. it was weird part of me was like i wanted it to lean into the horror more but when there were those jump scares it took me out of it a bit mm. i was a bit it was yeah. like, okay, I want, I want more horror. Oh, God, there's jump scares. Mm, I don't know. don't know how it worked for me. But still, B plus is still pretty... Mm. I'm still pretty happy with it. All right. Round it yeah. off. I'm going to join you on a B plus, I think, Ben. Really enjoyed it. Really solid. Um, I like the signs element. I love a neat thing that all fits together at the end. Um, only reason I'm not any higher, I think, is because I don't think this is one of those horror films. It's it's the sixth sense. It's not um, like an aliens or anything like that. I think your best and most influential watching of this film is always going to be the first time round. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get things from watching it a second time. Maybe there are things that you'll pick up or details that you'll pick up because the attention to detail is phenomenal. But I think it's going to be really hard to top that first watching as you're working it out as it comes together for the first time. Mm. But still really solidly made. Um anything that is derivative of like the greatest hits of the genre are still executed very well. Um, And this cast, if we don't see in particular, the two like young leads in more stuff in years to come, some great injustice in the world. So, you know, love to see more from these two. Really, really good. Totally agree. Yeah. There we go. That's fun. Um, yeah, so all around, it's very good. Go watch it at the cinema uh, when you can. Um, we haven't quite sorted out next week's episode yet, I don't think, right? No, we- I think we've got we've got some ideas. So we'll be announcing the July lineup, obviously before. So if you follow us on any social media platforms, Horror Hangout Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, or Hawk yeah, and Cleaver on Facebook. You know, it's going to be summertime vibes going next month, aren't we? Yeah, some summertime vibes. I don't think there's... So obviously, we've done three new releases in June, so I don't think we're going to do any new releases in July. So some su- classic summertime vibes coming at you. Yeah. Hey, tell you what, I'm going to throw it out there. No specific ones. So I've got some, I'll have some planning to do, but tell you what, we normally do two quizzes a year, and it's about halfway through the year. Maybe. maybe well, well, well. Months. Maybe I'll trip one together. Summer yeah, quiz. Summer quiz. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. See if there's any competition going. If you're listening to this and you host a horror podcast and you want to take this as a gauntlet being thrown, I mean, Ben throws the gauntlet at anyone he sees, but 
everyone. Strings on the street. Mint you know, arm. Yeah, he's got a mint arm. Yeah, if you want to, um, if you want to challenge the horror hangout boys, Ben and Luke, to a bit of a horror quiz, can't promise you won't be strangled to death by a phone for for this challenge. But you throw down. Let us know. Get in touch. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Cool. Um, all right then. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can become a patron over on patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons, Lane Spencer, John Crinnan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rugby, Ollie Child, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Pazuzu. And thanks to uh, Taj Eason for the theme music. And thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to you listeners. Please rate and review. And Thanks to my co-host Ben and Andy for being right horror dudes. Thank you very much, guys. A pleasure, as always. Thank you both. See you all next time, everyone, for the start of Horror Hangout Summertime Special Swimsuit Edition. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye. 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 Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.